there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're tuned in to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Nerd of Godcast, assuming that you've listened to us before. If you have never listened to us before, thanks so much for listening. Stop! And go back to episode one. It's uh, it's much better for you not to uh, miss out on a single moment of the Nerd of Godcast storyline and adventure, and we'd hate for something that happened now to spoil something amazing that happened back in season one. Oh, I'm just kidding. What do I care? Just keep listening. My name is Tony T, and uh, for the next little bit, we're going to be talking about all kinds of nerdy stuff. We're going to talk about some spiritual things and uh, maybe a couple of the things in between. But I'm not going to do it alone. Because I've got with me a team of some of the finest young men and women assembled anywhere. To my right, and with me as always, is the king under the mountain himself, Steve-O Supremo. Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy, ahoy. Chips, ahoy to you too, my friend. <laughs> I Actually, I saw something the other day. I don't know how true it is. It was on a YouTube video, so it's probably 100% accurate. But that... Alexander Graham Bell wanted ahoy hoy to be the way you answer the phone and say hello. Well, ahoy that's hoy. what he said during the first phone call. Uh, I know somebody that always answers the phone moshi moshi. Mm. Who's that? Uh, it's a little bit annoying. Uh, my my uh, she's kind of like my co- <laughs> my cousin aunt, my aunt cousin. Your aunt cousin. It's weird. She lived in Japan for like five minutes, so she kind of started adopting some Japanese things. So it was like moshi moshi. I'm like oh, it was a little, it was it was cute and and baby annoying too, uh, a little bit. Uh, anybody answer the phone in a weird way here? Depending on who it is, I might go yellow. Yellow. Mike's house of meat, you kill him, we grill him. <laughs> I like that one. Is it the way my younger sister like signs off on the phone? She's like, bye. That's what she does. Have you ever uh, have you ever looked? Now that we have kind of caller ID built into our phones, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if Jackie's calling me, I I always want to answer the phone and go, you know, pick up the phone and say, "Hi, can uh, can I speak to Jackie, please?" You know, like you know, kind of throw it in reverse and mess people, mess people. Oh, my older sister did that. that. The worst thing is, and I know this is kind of unrelated. The worst thing is when you call somebody and you get their voicemail and they're like, "Hello." Yep. Hello. Oh, hey, what's that. up? Yeah. Like, hey, what's, and then they. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's a voicemail. I'm like, you're gonna go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to die and be thrown into the lake of fires. Oh where, you, where you shall eat not but hot coals <laughs> and drink <laughs> not but hot cola. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's thing. And thou shalt oh, not leave shall not make gimmicky voicemail messages. It's one of my favorite Simpsons moments. Was when Homer and Marge tried to make their like answering machine in the background. Homer's Leave a message after the beep. I had a family that was next door to me when I was growing up in high school, and they would always they would have me come over. They would bribe me to come over to their house and do gimmicky comedy voicemail things for their. They loved it, and people would call them just to hear. They just call them just to hear their outgoing message and then hang up. And so, like, every week they would say, come over, we made popcorn shrimp and uh, and, and chocolate thick shakes. And I'd be like, huh. okay. All right. <laughs> and I would come over, and they'd say, okay, now do it as Robin Williams. And be, oh, hello, you called that number. And they'd oh, my goodness, mork for mork, nanu, nanu, shazbot, whatever. You know, and I'd, I'd do, like, a little like, character sort of thing, and they loved it. They, they just thought it was dear. Um, Remember answering machines with the little yeah. tapes? Yeah, those are answering machines. Have one now. You know, it's it's funny because um people that sometimes you know older generation folks will call if they call my cell phone they'll still like hello are you there pick up uh, <laughs> I don't really I can't, it I it's can't not possible do that. it's not it doesn't work that way anymore but uh, blast from the past uh, over on the other side of the table is 
world-renowned adventurer and foremost Egyptologist, the big man, Quentin Gregory Nev. Faniba. <laughs> he's the he's the Doctor June Moon of the Nerd Academy. That's, that's what it is. Later do on, your, he's gonna start do doing your weird enchantress dance. Now, there it is. There it Wait, is. was I not supposed to break that jar? <laughs> I'm just the I'm just a great. The instructions said I was supposed to break the jar. An anthropologist, I would have ripped this head off. Cause why not? In case of emergency. I only had heart. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in your world, Nefri? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm an Egyptologist. Yeah, yeah. I'm like Moon Knight. I don't know what's. I don't know if it's real or not. <laughs> am I really an Egyptologist or am I just insane? <laughs> uh, I clap at that. that was good. I support that was good. any Moon Knight reference. Congratulations, <laughs> delving down into the depths of the Marvel Universe. Uh, across the table for me, it's the woman your mama warned you about, the lovely Jessica Manchester. Hi. Hey, Jess. How you Good. doing? Good. And uh, anything that we need to know? Not really. No news in Jess land? Is nah. there news in Jess land? Nah. Oh. Yes. She's expecting kittens, <laughs> which is strange. I was like, what? Very, she ordered them on Amazon. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Are they kittens Amazon. inspired by kittens? The crazy cat lady started back. I love back. that video. <laughs> kittens, kittens inspired, inspired by, by kittens. kittens. <laughs> I love the one. It's got the little, the little, the, the white cat, and then it's got the little black cat. It's, it's like, like I'm her mom. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we just brought it back to Fantastic Four. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and of I'm course, <laughs> the other half of the lovely twins, aspiring assistant to the regional manager of a mid-level paper company, the lovely Jackie Wilson. Hi. Hey, Jackie. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. Your hair is purple. It is purple. That's new. Yeah. Fact. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Your hair is purple. <laughs> purple hair is the best hair. Yes, it is. What uh, well, what, what inspired the uh, the great grape ape look? Um, I like to change my hair every few months, so. <laughs> she gets bored. I get I get bored. I like to change my hair, so. What's eating Jackie grape? <laughs> <laughs> And purple's my favorite color. So. That's cool. I uh, I also cut I cut my hair um, with. <laughs> oh Shut oh, up, he's got jokes. He's got jokes. Listen, listen. I don't there. get why that's funny, Quentin. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, I, uh, I I I I buzzed my head to like the you know to the where there's basically nothing left. I heard an interview with Patrick Stewart years ago uh, when they, they he was they were still kind of new at the fact of like oh a Star Trek captain that's bald is bald you know bald is sexy that kind of thing mm-hmm. and uh, he, he said that he started losing his hair at a young age and he decided that if you're going to have a little bit of hair have as little hair as possible and I thought. This guy is on to something. And that was even before I knew that he was uh, going to be Professor X. So, I mean, um, how else are you going to fit your head in Cerebro? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or in all that Borg hardware. Yeah. So uh, I, I decided it was a good look. We went to a youth conference this weekend, and um, some of the, the kids, the teenagers that were with us, were fascinated by uh, the, the shortness of my my hair that remains and they began they were just like rubbing it so we'd sit there at, at like lunch break and they just come up behind me and just start rubbing my head and and, and I, you know I kind of I kind of get that I mean it's nice nice to touch <laughs> what's worse is I'm looking I'm staring at your head now around now all I want to do is just rub your head well, like the, the, the buzzed hair like it feels nice like whenever I get my hair trimmed because I keep my hair short and they like like trim the neckline or whatever I'm just yeah. like yeah, it's, it's, it's nice it's that little spot it's, it's velvety in my mind it's just kids walking up rubbing your head like a crystal the ball and going, can I speak to the spirit of Madame Leota? <laughs> uh, 
when I was the little cow at Chick-fil-A, one of the administrators for my high school was eating there, and he was bald. So in the costume, I went up behind him, and I just started rubbing his head oh, yeah. <laughs> in well, costume. Bald just, people love that. Let me just tell you. Let's pause. And pregnant ladies love it when you touch their bellies. Oh, so let's, it's a stranger. And, and short people better. love when you just come up and put stuff on top of their head. Uh, let's pause and reflect the opening to our statement, which was glorious. was, when I was the little cow at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> it was I wonderful. Was a cow Chick-fil-A. Once you were the cow at Chick-fil-A? You were the cow at Chick-fil-A? I was. Shut up. High five. Uh, cow high fives. Cow high fives. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's not your turn yet, I'm man. Sorry. <laughs> no one's supposed to know you heal. Have a cow buddy. Uh, there goes the dramatic uh, reveal. Have a cow buddy. That's cow the statement buddy. of the year. Uh, okay, well then I guess since he jumped in, let's introduce our special guest to the table. He's like uh, Jack Kirby, Pablo Picasso, and Bob Ross got into a fight and then decided to have a baby. It is. <laughs> what kind of fight was that? Man, an artistically roasted one, <laughs> straight straight to DVD. Uh, <laughs> the uh, original Ness himself, EJ Nieves. What's going on, everybody? How are you doing, sir? Man, I'm doing really good. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm a little disappointed Why? because I think back to the first time that you were ever on our show, and it was like, and we have with us EJ, and he's like, that's right, that's right, the official NEHS, and I'm, there. and you had this whole like wonderful intro that was so scripted and intimidating, and now you're like. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, because this is third time on, man. Yeah, man, I'm so like, formal. it's like, you know, I, He's like I don't two know. episodes away from I'm being an official member. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's taking his shoes off. He's walking into the living room. He's after, flopping down. He's raiding our refrigerator. After his next time, he gets a free sub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make sure it's meatball. Yeah. It's my favorite. And meatball subs are good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Best yeah. meatball sub. Where you get it? Uh, if you say Subway, I'm throwing something at you. Nah. <laughs> Although I'm not, I'm not knocking a Subway Publix. sub. If, uh, if I'm, if mm, I'm, Publix. if I need a meatball sub, I might if get I'm a meatball sponsored sub. Sponsored by Subway. Sub. Wait, who said Publix? Me. Just I've oh. never had a meatball sub at no, Publix. Yeah, I'm gonna Publix have to go there. Really? I get it with provolone and tomatoes. They're they're meatballs. Really? Their meatballs are a little teeny though. They're a little bit smaller. They than fit their better. One. Okay, now Subway has the teeny meatballs. Yes, yeah, similar to Subway. Like they're like Super Bowl size. That makes it. That makes it easier to eat though. Yeah, but I like. They're like Chef Boyardee size. Have that go again. <laughs> she just unhinged her jaw like like she's like an anaconda. <laughs> she's I do like a Bella Italia. Bella Italia is just a local place. That. They do a great oh, meatball. Um, I haven't so had a sub good. from there. But so I would for anybody like to not from the Orlando yeah, area, if you come to Bella Italia, mm-hmm. I bet to tell, try the firehouse. Tell Aldo and, and Chef Robert. Tell Aldo and Chef Rob that I sent you. Made a weird uh, pizza this past Wednesday. Dude, we went in there Wednesday night, uh, Wednesday afternoon for lunch, and. Uh, all the, uh, Chef Rob, he always experiments. He, he does. He knows we always come in on Wednesday. We bring our big group in and, and Wednesday. So he kind of plays these cool little, like, let's try new thing games and tries them out on us. And uh, this Wednesday, we came in, and he had a large hand-tossed pizza pie covered in spicy Cheetos. Mm. Really? Can you believe yeah. that? It looked good. You I know can. what? Everybody who had it said, fantastic. Neff had it. Because it had that, it would have the crunch with the cheese. Neff, good. Solid. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna nod, and I'm like, oh, you listeners can't. can't. I'm I'm no, no, was no. it baked in or like yeah, yeah, no, no, put on top? Like he put, put on top, put on top, and then covered in cheese, and then baked. Ooh, okay. If I nod my head faster, that's the sound of Neff nodding. And so yeah, I like um. Firehouse doesn't have a bad. No, Firehouse I haven't tried too. theirs. Meatball I love Firehouse. Sub. I love Firehouse I'm not a huge Firehouse sub guy, but their meatball sub is pretty good. I, I like Firehouse their engineer sub. sub. Yeah. I can I, eat Firehouse subs stuff. for. I have. I have. That's the only rewards app I have is Firehouse subs because it is my favorite meal. Jersey Mike's is good too, but I don't know. Mm. Uh, let me let me pause for those of you guys who just got back because you decided to pause, go back to season one, and listen all the way through, <laughs> and you're now rejoining us. Thirty-eight episodes still, later, you're still way behind because by now we've listened. Yes, to you, by now, we've done like six more episodes. Unless you really like Netflix, 
binged this like crazy. Um, notice how we haven't mentioned a Wawa sub yet. You want to know why? Because you had your chance, we, Wawa. We tried. In season one, Wawa was our pseudo sponsor. But you know what happened? <laughs> You, you, you didn't you didn't reciprocate our love, man. We stood outside the window of your house and we held aloft our cassette players. We played <laughs> our, our 80s music, proclaiming Peter, Peter our love. Gabriel, Gabriel to just say anything. Just say anything, Wawa. And you know what Wawa said? <laughs> Nothing. Said, well, <laughs> yes. You know why? Because we lost we lost Tori. We lost Tori. Tori so. was Get our here, John Tori Shuzak. was our Wawa. She was the goodwill ambassador yes. to, to all things New Jersey. I miss Tori. Uh, um. Where uh, Tori's getting married. She, Tor- mm-hmm. Tori has taken over our show in an alternate universe, apparently. Yes. Apparently, yeah. when that she got left me so and went back to New Jersey in uh, Earth 2, she took the show with her and invited her brother and, uh, and her fiance, and mm-hmm. for some reason, Ron Offering up. You know what that means? Christian, Christian nerd. nerd. You know what that means? That means uh, Neff is the co host of the uh, Christian Nerd podcast That's in the right. universe. Somewhere, Neff is in California <laughs> with uh, Scott Hega. Wait. I haven't woken up yet. <laughs> <laughs> if Ron's listening, I'm so sorry. I love your show. I really love you too. You're awesome. I, and I hope I, I, they haven't said anything about it. I don't know if they heard it or not, but I, I hope that he received that as much of a compliment. There was no slight or uh, or ill will. There would be something all. weird. It is like I'm listening to a podcast. Like that was me. <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> when did he, I do he that? He just stole my voice. I did. I, I like absconded. I was telling, I was telling Tony he took it without the express written consent. <laughs> Of the you Christian are the Nerd Ursula podcast. of the Christian Nerd Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, sting. sting. Keep singing. Uh, poor unfortunate soul. And of course, over in the booth is the eighth Goonie himself, the uh, certifiable genius and the hardest working man in show business, Nicholas Sadler. Hello. What an introduction. There you go. <laughs> it only took us 20 minutes to get there. That's right. <laughs> Worth the wait. He's the cherry on top, everybody. Before we move on, can I do something real quick? You, uh, is it coughing, burping, stretching? Or? It's all of those. All right. right. No. Don't you explode when you do da, all of those da, at the same da, time? Da. He's tugging a wire. Sorry, my headphones went out. His head... Um, He's I have got a, jacket a jacket here. You have a jacket. I threw a phone on the floor. Mm. He's, he's making chaos. Every and in his jacket, there's a pocket. And in that pocket, there's a zipper. And inside... Tater tots. This pocket... Takis! <gasps> yes! Sorry, Nick. <laughs> the really red loud. PlayStation 3 controller has come home. <laughs> the storyline has been completed. <laughs> Somebody take a picture. Click this. Just needs to go on Twitter. We've still got two episodes left in this season, and I really thought you were going to save it for the, the finale, but this is wonderful. Right now... Click um, 1,500 points. Uh, I'm taking the picture. The, the, the controller <laughs> has been returned, and all oh, is yeah. right in the world. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. I just made that joke, guys. Oh, no, I, I, made I, was, I was complimenting oh, your okay. effort. No one I else made that joke except for me. I wasn't stealing it. It was just me. No, I thought you were giving Neff credit for stealing Girl, I'm with you. No one else said that joke except for me. I'm in position. I'll punch you No one else was there. I wish Jackie was here tonight. Me too. I miss her. Oh, yeah. Now, full disclaimer, if that doesn't work, I apologize. I have not used it in about a year. There's a chance it doesn't work anymore. Um, um, it's worth risk. That's the whole it's disclaimer. Worth the risk. You know, it's nice just to have it back. You know, if somebody if somebody hits your cat, you don't want them to throw it in a ditch. You want oh. them to get it back, even if the cat's dead. Oh. Yes. 
Wait, if the cat's dead. <laughs> See, Jessica. Jessica wait, I have a cat, yes. Wait, she, the well, cat's she goes to work a whole bunch of cats from Amazon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Did you put in the instructions to punch holes in the box? Because they, oh, no. they don't do it unless you ask. I need to check on my special instructions. Oh, my goodness. Did you order cats from Amazon? No, you can't <laughs> order cats from Amazon. They didn't stab Wait, I don't know. I, Alexa, hey, they, order they me cats. <laughs> they didn't the musical or the movie? Ordering cat soundtrack by Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> they didn't stamp it fragile. Uh, Alexa, Alexa sometimes doesn't quite. Here, right? It's like Alexa, yeah. order me cats playing "Cats in the Cradle" by <laughs> no. playing songs Tony by Cat Steven on Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> buy Broadway this tickets. isn't what I wanted. <laughs> I didn't know why is this cats here? in the cradle in the suit. Uh, every time with the Broadway. Hey, you, men- you mentioned Broadway. And I think Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton. Alexander Manilton. Um, I saw. I saw a really. I was browsing different. Um, T-shirts the other day, and uh, I saw this really awesome one that's Mickey Mouse in the Alexander Hamilton, oh, uh, and uh, he's oh. kind of doing the the pointing up, and it's called "Not Throw It Away My Shot." For uh, um uh, for Christmas, Neff got me a, a T-shirt, and it's red, and it's got like the little like silhouette thing, but instead of saying Hamilton, it says Rogers. And yeah, it's a silhouette it's of Captain the, America. Got the shield. It looks great. It's awesome. That is awesome. There I'm was glad a, you like it. There was one what? I saw Stephen that had Spaceship Earth on it. And it said, if you can read this, thank the Phoenicians. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That makes me happy. That was really, really good. And then they have they have another one that said, um, it, it had the, the uh, you would know it if you saw the picture of it, the, the red-headed Viking kind of looking off to the side, hair blowing in the wind, and it said, Maelstrom forever. Oh, Did I send you that? No. Oh, well, I saw, I, I saw ones like that. And it Nev, was... stop trying to take credit for the people's things. You jerk. Come on. Do they have one of those shirts for, uh, what was it, uh, Alien Encounter? Oh, no, they no. do not. Not Darn. that I saw. There was one I saw. It was Patrick Warburton in his flight suit, and it said, let's have a great flight. Have a great, yeah. <laughs> Patrick Warburton. Uh, I can't do Patrick Warburton. There was one. Uh, there was Peter. <laughs> Take a flight. Okay, these little beauties. All right, I'm Patrick Warburton. Then. I did a vacation Bible school at one time where I played a pilot, and uh, – my pilot character talked like Patrick Warburton, and I don't know if I do a good Patrick Warburton or not, but that was the character I was going mm. for. At the end of the the whole VBS, and it was at this other church, I was helping out a friend of mine who's a children's pastor. I, I did this character. He was sort of a cross between Baloo from Tailspin and Patrick mm. Warburton. That was kind of my the vibe I was going for. And uh, at the end, the senior pastor was like, I enjoyed you up there so much doing your Chris Farley impersonation. Oh. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> and I said, your church sucks. I'm leaving. <laughs> um, I didn't say that, but I, thought, I did think it in my heart. And Here's I have your since, stewardess. I like since you to meet her. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need you to put these under your seat. Um, anyway, <laughs> if you like my Patrick Warburton impersonation, or if you think that it sounds more like Chris Farley, please let us know, and you can do that by connecting with us on social media. We like to hang out online, and uh, you can find us at Nerd of Godcast on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. You can connect with us on our website blog at www.nerdofgodcast.com, or you can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical animated gifts with you. Well, the clock on the wall says it's time for us to play a game. And we're going to throw it back into one that we haven't played for a little while here on the Nerd Godcast. And uh, maybe this is your first time playing it, EJ. So uh, this is what we're going to play. It's a game called Linky. Hey! And uh, the way Linky works is this. I'm going to ask you four trivia questions. Uh, You're going to write down the answers on the pad in front of you. And uh, all of the four trivia questions are going to have one common link. Uh, something through them. For instance, I might say um, Kanye's last name. West. West. 
I might say the banned Disney movie f- featuring Zippity Doodah is Song of the South. South. Very good. Um, voice of uh, Nathan Drake is Nolan North. North. Very good. And uh, I might say the uh, the the witch who got a house dropped on her was the witch of the East. So uh, then the the one common thing that they all have in 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 the one thing they all have in common mm. is that they are directions. directions. So uh, that that'll be the clue. So you're actually looking to get the point by getting the last one right. So okay. the more of the first clues you get, the better chance you have of doing that. Are you ready to linky? Mm, ready to linky. Sure. Here? Sure. Yeah. Why not? We go. <clears throat> Let's do it. Question number one. Hey. Who sang No Woman, No Cry, and Buffalo Soldier? Bob Blank. Name the planet that was demoted to dwarf planet in 2006. And any time that you think you know what the main clue is, you can say Linky. Linky. Dogs. They are famous dogs. Oh, Marley and me. Marley oh, and nice. Pluto. I was like, my Marley? first thought was what is Marley and Pluto? Christmas Carol characters. <laughs> I know. I'm like, huh? What composer was deaf but still kept from composing brilliant music? Beat oven. Yep. And another word for prying into someone's private oh. business. Snoop. Snoop. Mm. Hey. Dog. Hey. All right, here we go. <clears throat> a tornado is often called by what name? A surgeon will perform this. Linky. Uh-huh. Party game. We are looking for board games. Board games. We have Twister and Operation. And operation. <laughs> I had it on the first one, but I was thinking of the listeners you had it on at home the first one. to give them one opportunity to play. It's okay. I, mean, I know. You're, you're not wrong, but... Because I don't want to be the guy that rings it on the first one. It also could have been Helen Hunt movies. You wouldn't have known. <laughs> you might not have known. Yeah. Got, got it wrong there. <laughs> um, Steve McQueen starred in this film about a mass escape. The Great... Blank. Who was calling Major Tom in the famous song by Dave Bo- David Bowie? Ground blank. No, oh, Steven. Or Linky. Steven. <laughs> I got confused with what game we played. Uh, uh, keys on a keyboard. That's correct. Yeah. You, know, I was you, gonna... did, you did say the answer in the first one. That's, the card says the answer. <laughs> really? Well, I was going to yeah. wait for the listeners. I'm going to go ahead and I'm gonna, let, let's go ahead and do this from now on. Let me give you all four clues okay. so okay. everybody can okay. play along. Okay. So it could be fun for more people than just Steven and Neff. In The Lord of the Rings, what kind of creature was Gimli? Dork. Sorry. No. I totally misspelled that word. No, I spelled it right. What was the name for the ancient warrior class in Japan? Complete this song somewhere over the blank. And what periods of time are named after two heavenly bodies, four Norse gods, and a Roman one? Wait, repeat the question. What period of time is named after what periods of time are named after two heavenly bodies, four Norse gods, and a Roman one? I have no idea. I feel like I'm gonna hate myself for not knowing that one. Alright. These have I have no idea. These are completely random answers. Um. Let's take a look. What, what what are your answers? Lord of the Rings? Dwarf. Dwarf. Okay. What's the name for the ancient warrior class in Japan? Samurai. Samurai. 
somewhere over the rainbow. rainbow. And the period of time, periods of time named after two heavenly bodies, four Norse gods. Days. Not a clue. Days. Days of the week. Oh. Yeah. So what is the linky clue? That's even like weirder. Samurai rainbow days. Samurai rainbow dwarf. Your linky clue is. Is it PBS? Ten minus three. Seven. Oh, things oh, that come seven, seven dwarfs, seven se- samurais, se- seven colors of rainbow, seven days of the week. Those Roy are seven colors of the rainbow? Roy G. Biff, yeah. yeah. Dwarf samurai rainbow days. Oh, it's rainbow, rainbow six. Days. It was Tom Clancy. Oh. <laughs> things that happen at yeah. Woodstock. Maybe the sequel was Rainbow Seven. Like the Ocean's Eleven. Um, all right. Name the legendary creature with the body of a lion and the head of an eagle. Crap, I don't remember. I don't remember. If you totally smash a building up, you reduce it to blank. Who wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Douglas blank. Which ex-football player is associated with saying, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit? OJ blank. Steven or Linky. Oh, uh, I know Linky. Steven uh, or Linky. I know Linky. <laughs> Linky. Uh, uh, s- Linky. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just starting. Uh, like sitcom families. Or cartoon mm. sitcom families. Cartoon yeah, families. Yeah, like Griffin, Pebbles. Adams. The what was the first yeah. one? Griffin. 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 Okay, that's what Griffin. I thought, yeah, but I didn't think it was yeah. Griffin. Oh. It's spelled differently. Wait, who are the... Griffins? Rubble. No, the other ones. Adams. Rubbles. Rubbles? Adam. Barney Rubble? Barney Adams. Rubble. Adams, the Adams family? family? Yeah, they had... Oh, that was a comic. I don't mm-hmm. know they had animated show. And then Simpson. Okay. Um, do a couple more here. What do you call someone who draws pictures for a kid's storybook? Sherwin-Williams makes this colorful product. The Bible is known as the blank of God. If you wear extra large clothes, what would the letters be on the label? Linky. Is it Microsoft? Linky. Microsoft no. programs. Microsoft programs. <laughs> Linky, I programs. think you're, already, you're just computer programs. Because <laughs> Illustrator is a baby. Microsoft oh, yeah, doesn't take yeah, yeah, yeah. Illustrator. I yes, just saw you guys, Pete. You word. barked up the right tree. You know what? I'm still right. <laughs> I, was like, I want my Illustrator. point. Oh, it's the only point that I'm going to get. Illustrator pain. <laughs> so I want it. Well, you said Microsoft. Yeah, I know, but I'm going to count it. You can have it. Illustrator, Microsoft. Jackie gave me the best uh, Jeopardy contestant. She's like, I was close, so I'm getting that. It's $1,000. Mm. Close enough, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I what, is, what is, let's do it my way? Cash me outside. How about that? She's like, negative 2000 She's like, okay, what'd you say? I'm still walking home with a grand. Canadian freak. Trebek. I'm not listening to you if you don't have a mustache. Trebek. Trebek. <laughs> Shut up, Trebek. <laughs> Fourth planet from the sun. A half-suppressed, sarcastic laugh. This bird is a symbol of peace. Oh. And the name that the crew of the Enterprise painted on the side of their stolen Klingon Bird of prey. Linky. Neff. Types of chocolate. They're chocolate bars. That's a fat man's question. Fourth planet is <laughs> Mars. Mars. The sarcastic, half suppressed laugh oh, is Snickers. 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 Like a chuckle. Bird of peace. <laughs> is is a dove. A dove. Oh. And on the side of the war, uh, the bird of prey was Eat ba- me. the bounty. Oh. They named it for mutiny on the bounty. Three Musketeers. <laughs> 
the actual question wasn't bringing up Star Trek. I changed that. What was the last okay. one? Fletcher Christian. Bounty. I've never heard of a bounty. Oh. Fletcher Christian met a, led a, a mutiny on what famous show? Oh. oh. Bounty, the quicker picker yeah. upper. Okay. Bounty. 13 cookies or donuts are better known as a blanks dozen. Name the movie star whose kids are named Jaden and Willow. Will blank. This is the name of a person who occupies uh, land or property rented from a landlord. The name of a person. And what is the full name of the doctor in the original Star Trek series? Leonard blank. Blinky. Jackie. Is it the last names of the uh, doctors from Doctor Who? Doctor Who. Yes! <laughs> oh, Tenant. I, just want you, I, looked, I looked at Steven, and we like both Baker, had that answer. Smith. Really, ah. Steven Baker and I both Smith. stayed quiet for Jackie Dennett to let her No, she just said EJ, is your pen working? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very excited. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do one more. This will be it. Let's do, six more. Let's do one more. Let's do seven more. It's the number of completion. Okay, one more. <laughs> uh, which famous singer gave herself the Kabbalah name Esther? Which British actor starred in The Talented Mr. Ripley, Cold Mountain, and The Aviator? Blank Law. Which day of the week comes before today, whatever day today is? And what is the meaning, the translation of the Spanish word, hola? Linky! Linky! Beatles songs. <laughs> it is Beatles songs. The what first, was the first one? one? Madonna. Jude. Oh, Madonna. 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 Jude Law. Yep. Yesterday hello. and hello. yesterday. Hello, hello. I don't know why you say goodbye. Beatles. That's my, my my mom and I. That's our song. Yesterday. Hello. No, hello, goodbye. Hello, goodbye. She and sang that when I was a little baby. That was fun to play. I always enjoy playing Linky. I have an extensive collection of board games and trivia games and things like that, and, and I can never play them at home because. Nobody ever wants to play trivia games with me. Just so. invite me over. I live Hello. down the road. I, I know, will come I and we will play. I like to vicariously play trivia by asking questions to you. That was sort of my, the alternate universe, the Earth 2 version of me did not become a youth pastor. He became a game show host. <laughs> so uh, that this this sort of scratches that itch. But um, but right now, before we get into the rest of the show, we actually have something that, that is that is pretty cool. We have some special guests in the studio with us today, and this is actually a really special episode. I don't know if you guys have gotten to spend a lot of time with these guys, but uh, Steve-O and I know them from back in the day, and uh, they've been yeah, great man. friends of our ministry, great friends of our youth group, and now they get to be great friends of the podcast and all of yeah. our friends out there in the Nerdy God Squad. It is our privilege to welcome to the show, Hello Revolution, that is yeah. Chris. Chris and Bomani, or Bomani and Chris, if you rather. <laughs> I don't know if we're ranking them alphabetically or by who's better looking or who's taller. But oh boy, that's a tough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they're here. These are legitimate rock stars. So I don't know if, if we we automatically become like weird second class citizens as nerds next to the cool rock and roll people. <laughs> oh gosh, legitimate rock stars. Yeah, legitimate rock uh, stars. They've been on stage. They've they've traveled the world from <laughs> San Francisco. No, you mean Sanford to San Sanford. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 uh, opened up for uh, Super Chick. That is true. On yeah. one of the, the largest, which I don't uh, think is irrelevant anymore. Ever been on uh, Super Chick's still a thing, isn't it? Uh, probably, mm, I don't know. No, I don't think they are. Even if they are, they're 
Nah, Nick no. just sort of like from the booth, just sort of picked up his hand and kind of wave it like, eh, yeah. kind of thing. Ish, me. We did Ish, open maybe. up for their third day. It was like three hours before they went on stage. Listen, it yeah, still yeah. counts, man. <laughs> it still counts. You're, you're big rock and roll stars to me, man. But you've got an awesome, cool new project. And, and I love, I've been a fan of your music for forever and ever, man. And and I, I remember, man, our youth group, when you guys would come and play. And you played so many <laughs> events and so many you know festivals here. Yeah. Uh, we had a spring break free. You remember that, Steve? Yeah, 2009. And, uh, it, two, or 2008. I, was it 2008, I think? Something that like was that. the first time you guys yeah. came out here. Uh, no, they opened up our first night in our youth when we moved to the we sanctuary. We moved to the That's sanctuary to our new youth. They, and they closed it out, too, yeah. on our last night. So wow. You guys have really oh, yeah. been a big part of our story here yeah. uh, and and, and uh, we've followed you guys love your music i still get excited hello people is still on my top rated playlist collide is i mean just yeah. so many wow. great great songs but we're really pumped today because you guys have a new project that's coming out yeah, and, it caught, yeah. and, and it caught my attention you're the guns and roses of christian music right <laughs> 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 15 years in the making you know, <laughs> You leave them, leave them wanting more, man. Right. Exactly. You're the elusive <laughs> butterfly. <laughs> yeah. But this this project caught my attention. Bomani was sharing me a, l- a little bit about this a while back, and he said, we got this new thing coming up, and it's called... Nerd. Nerd. And I said, <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about Nerd. Tell us a little bit about what the story that Hello Revolution is telling Bomani. Uh, well, first, the uh, I'd like to start off by saying we had no intention of actually writing this kind of music. We were searching to do something else right um and i think that's the problem we there was we were we were we were just trying to write music sure and then was something really caught our attention which was uh all of these um bullying cases sure um people you know the young people uh um uh, even adults you know they're killing themselves you know being bullied and right you know all of this depression and and whatnot um, and it, and so it was one after the other, article after article after right. article, and so it got such that our kids started to pay attention to it too. Right. And it really. And your daughter is a, a teenager yeah. this year now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> right. And on this episode, depressed dads. <laughs> um, um, but we we started to just to talk about it, right. and 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 we felt like you know actually God was telling us to do something else, and mm-hmm. it's like well you know whatever. But so then, we you know conversation started to you know spawn musical ideas, and we should say this, we should say that, we should say this, and then uh, we start playing around with some music, and then Chrissy starts singing a melody <laughs> of of uh, some. It was weird, you know, because he, he just started and he was just, and it was like, hey, we should do this. We should do, and then all of a sudden, it was started. That started to intertwine. This thing started to morph into something gotcha. that not something that God wanted to say versus was with something other than something us just as adults or or humans right. are just trying to just conjure up. Right. So instead of just looking for, okay, let's get a sick hook here or let's yeah. come up with a cool beat or a really catchy melody, you had a story. You started out with a story, with a message that you're trying to share. Yeah. So a specific thematic element. Right. And then the music began to organically form around that right. as, you, as you told the story. Yeah, exactly. Right. What's that process like, Chris, as you guys have been creating this? Oh, man, everything's by accident. <laughs> and, and God uses it on purpose is, is how I put it. But, um, yeah, it was weird kind of alluding to, you know, what Bomani was saying is that, I always had this idea of nerd and it's standing for never, ever really die. Awesome. Because the word nerd is, you know, synonymous with, you know, being bullied, being cast out, you know, being different, unique, but not, you know, kind of 
of the you know of the world the cool kids oh, the yeah. cool crowd that type yeah. of thing but we wanted to change that perception we wanted to make it about something really empowering and really you know powerful sure about never ever really die and I think that was something that um, kind of started this whole song off is starting with that thought process and saying you know God you know what do you want us to, to say with this we know there's a lot of kids out there that are impacted and affected by this on a daily basis yeah we absolutely. See it all the time with the articles and everything um, and then not just that we started to think deeper and more outward and thinking about even in adulthood how mm-hmm. that stuff can carry on you, you, you think about bosses at work uh, some spouse, like Biff, like Biff and George McFly right <laughs> no, I thought you were motioning to me because of a boss I used to have <laughs> I was like yes I've had a boss you know what like happens that. if I turn in my work <laughs> in your handwriting right I'll get fired but it, it, it's everywhere I mean you know and what it all came down to is that we're we're dealing with the ultimate bully in life we're dealing with the enemy sure and every single way of our life the enemy is there trying to bully us and trying to strip us away from who we really are and who wow. who God intended us to be right mm-hmm. yeah. And so um, that's what we wanted to do with this project and this song, Nerd, in particular, is to really change what this means and in turn, the listener, if they're battling with that, change how they're feeling about it mm-hmm. and not feeling like they're being bullied, but saying, hey, let's take this power that's with, within you. Mm-hmm. You're a nerd. You're, you're a child of God, right? Jesus Christ died for you on the cross. You have this ultimate eternal power that is right there with you. Wow. You never, ever really die. So let's change that, and hopefully that can create a different outcome for a lot of these kids and even adults. So. Sure. Yeah. And I know the story that, that people tell when they go through school, and I work with, with teenagers, with middle schoolers and high schoolers, and, and into college students, they, they struggle through those years. Middle school can be really, really tough because anything that's different about you, anything that's peculiar about you, the, the things that make us unique that God used you know, to, to make us special are the things that kids hone in on and, and want to use to tear you down. Yeah. And I, I hear what you're saying. If we can look at it from an eternal perspective of it's not just about this moment, it's about right. the bigger picture that God is telling, it really changes the way that we react exactly. to that to that hostility. Neff, Stephen, have you guys ever experienced someone using your nerdiness as a weapon against you? <laughs> have you ever been called nerd in a negative connotation, Neff? Uh, at work, I have. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was a kid before there was all these superhero movies and before comic books were kind of cool. Like, if you were a nerd, you get, you. I mean, that was a bad thing. You're, you'd get a wedgie or your head would end up in the toilet <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, but, I, work, I work in an auto parts store. Everybody's a, everybody's mechanic. They're all manly man. men. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, hey, guys, you read the new, newest Green Lantern? <laughs> like, we got, hate I get, you. I get a lot of, lot of flack for that. <laughs> yeah. But but these days, I, it's it's worse than, than just sort of the hazing and the wedgies yeah. and the things like that. I mean, you got kids that are systematically being destroyed emotionally and uh, social media it's magnifies spread, it's spreading that. across so many platforms yeah. Yeah. I mean social media is a huge thing yeah. um, it's even getting into the political realm now sure. I yeah. mean um, yeah it's just it's all over the place you yeah. know and uh, again it's by you know the the ultimate bully you know he's he's you know he's doing this he's trying to author yeah. uh, you know us away in a sense yeah. God wrote us down and you know yeah. on his hand and he's trying to take that away sure you know, and it really does start. It's a battle over the heart and the mind yeah. because it doesn't matter if God says it and if, if God has paid that price to put us in this right place. But we can't believe that and we can't see ourselves like yeah. that. We're not going to live like that. Yeah, it's funny. You just like uh, you mentioned the, the superheroes. We, we talked about that was part of the beginning of the of the writing of this. And and, and we were saying, hey, it, it's not about the song and, and this this the subject matter is not about 
fighting that per se. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And or 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 putting all of the attention on the bully. Um, the thing is, it's 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 the it's the empowering. Right. Imagine imagine if you were um, Peter Parker, but you didn't know that you were Peter Parker, or or let's say you were born, you were actually born Wolverine, yeah. but you didn't know. Right. That you that you had that kind of power. Wow. Until somebody tells you, guess what? Put you know let the you know let the thing come let out. The claws and, come out. And, and it's like, oh wow, look, I can do this. Hey, no, jump from here. And guess what? When you somebody shoots you and they kill you, guess what? You, you never, never ever really die. Ah, oh, I get it. And so and so, but 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 just imagine, but just but but just 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 that. Uh, when Jesus Christ died, you know, he, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll spare the whole story, but basically, he's you know. You never really died. You know, I did that. I got that for you. I died for you. So now you don't have to do that. I experienced everything. Now you don't have to do that. However, on a daily basis, we choose to do that. I mean, some of us forget that we have this power, that we've been empowered. If, you know, and then some of us just don't know. But imagine if you did know. And imagine if you walked through life with that confidence. Now I know who I am. Yeah. And, fear, and, and and you fear, fear can't touch you. Fear, right. fear can't touch you. And yeah. even if they try to destruct to, to destroy you, you will never die. That's true. So so you have to understand that. And 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 it's like so so nerd is is essentially Jesus's perspective or his answer to what the bully is saying. Gotcha. I you I die for you. You know um, the second. How does this, the second verse go? Uh, um, put on put, the camouflage. But why would you want to hide the very best part of you? That's awesome. And so, so it's like, what we do that we choose to do that, you know. And Pastor said something uh, today. Um, uh, well, people, you know, don't let other people. Essentially, saying not, don't let other people define you if they don't understand you. They don't understand who you are, and so because they don't get it and whatever, whatever. And so now you feel this pressure. You want to just conform, but don't hide with the power that 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 has been given to you sure and so so nerd is is absolutely empowering when you when you when you look at it or listen to it from that perspective like wow you know um so those scriptures do make sense if god before you who can be against you wow what if we as a society actually believe that right that we hold that kind of power right it's just it's an amazing it's an amazing thing so the words the words mean so much more this is simply creating a hook that's and that, awesome that songwriting process y'all were talking about it earlier uh it <laughs> literally was an accident and I, w- I was stuck on this song for so long i was so mad at it <laughs> you know even though i loved it i was just i was so mad because you hit that wall i know that feeling <laughs> and, and man it and i was coming at it from my perspective right. i was trying to write it as if i was telling someone you don't have to do this you don't have to and it's like no jesus finally said this is from me Wow. It's it needs to be written from my perspective, hmm. right? Because you're not the savior, <laughs> right? Right? You're that's not the good. savior of these that's people. That's good. Yeah. No, sir. And uh, he said, "I am." So go ahead and be bold and write it from my perspective. I'll let you know what to say. And that's how. Came. That's really cool. That's how so the, and this concept goes through the entire story, through the entire Correct. album. Yeah. And and yeah. so the album has a theme. It, it tells a sequential story from. So it's kind of like a rock opera. It's kind of like this <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. This, uh, this yeah. is really exciting. And, and you guys have been working with another another friend of ours, Stefanato. Stefanato. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, you didn't know that? No, I mean I think I did, and that, I just remembered. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I, I, it was funny because <laughs> I, I was in our youth group too. I was looking. Yeah, I was looking at some pictures from when Stefanato came. He did a Christmas service for us y- years and years ago, and you guys actually crashed our service that day. So I have these pictures of Stefanato 
Lovato up there, and I think it's you and Bomani and uh, Dave, Dave Merkley crashing on the couch in the back of our youth room while stepping out of there doing his thing. That is awesome. It was really cool. So it's, it's really neat to kind of see this throwback come together. But uh, but we're really excited. Where can people get them get the music? It's I mean the, the first track is out now. Yes. Uh, so actually, Nerd is officially being released this next week. Okay. Um, and yeah, the only way that you can get it is going to be through our website, which is www.hellorevo. R E V O dot com. Cool. And uh, go on there. You just uh, put in your email address. We send it to you for free, uh, which we're going to do with all of our music. Free music. Yeah. So I like that. Free music that you don't have to steal. That's (laughs) good. That is awesome. You just got to make an effort to go get it. Yeah. Just so it's there. Yeah. The only mistake you would be is if you never, ever really download. (laughs) 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 Well, we're so thankful, man. We're excited for this project, man. And we're looking forward to it. So uh, it should be out about the time that you guys hear this. Uh, Visit them online at www.hellofficial.com. HelloRevo.com. Bomani and Chris from Hello Revolution, thank you so much for being with us today. And now here is their debut track from Nerd, Never Ever Really Die, Hello Revolution on the Nerd of Godcast. You can find something if you want it so bad. Even when the world is hanging over your head, I can tell everybody's bringing you lies. Just know that you never.
And we are back. That was a lot of fun. Uh, don't forget to check out their stuff online at www.hellorevo.com. And now it's time for Neff News. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Neff News. My name is Neff. Hi, Neff. Hey. Uh, Hi, Neff. Hi, Neff. Gotta, gotta be the last one. Hey. I could be like uh, <laughs> Kevin in the office. Kind of going wait with for theme, isn't it? Hi. <laughs> oh, Kevin. <laughs> Today's news is brought to you by Times New Roman. And here's your news in your culture this week. Whoa! <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm upset. Why is there no joke? Times New everyone Roman, uses it. Times New Roman is not a font to joke it's about, sir. In movie video game news, uh, Francis Ford Coppola is reportedly in talks with developers to create a video game based on his classic war film, Apocalypse Now. Based on the book Heart of Darkness, the film revolves around an army captain forced to kill an estranged officer in darkest jungles of Vietnam. In comic book news, it was reported this week that the New York Times will no longer be releasing a graphic novel or manga bestsellers list. The last rankings in these categories is set for February 5th. In video game news, the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller reportedly sold out at GameStop pre-orders online 10 minutes after their release. Wow. These are the $70 controllers, but there is still the $100 Legend of Zelda Sheikah Eye Edition kit, which comes with a case for the Switch system, screen protector, earbuds, and Zelda-themed Joy-Con guards. There is also a $130 bundle including the Pro Controller and a copy of Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm. And this has been Neff News happening today and a blessed tomorrow. That was he, the he, worst Neff News that I've ever he, been a part of. He Seriously. talked in Times New Roman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was... Um, it was standard. EJ. He's not normally like that. I don't feel like... The, I don't feel a need I to... I apologize that for Neff right now. Neff. That was the worst Neff. I mean... No, I've been here for Neff News before. Uh, what happened? What happened Oh, that? he dabs. He Good dabbed. job. Uh, that on purpose? Neff. Um... That was the worst. That was terrible. And that brings us to our topic of conversation tonight. Things that are the worst. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh my goodness, dude. Like that was really bad. That was it's so it's it's like when when somebody okay, uh, my dad doesn't listen. <laughs> he doesn't know from podcasts. Sure? No, call you. He's like, I was listening to your online show. That'd be some- My dad doesn't. He wasn't from Georgia. <laughs> you know, I was looking at your Campfire. show, son, and I was wondering. I was sitting outside the Cracker Barrel off Interstate 92, <laughs> showing some tobacco and stringing a banjo. <laughs> Well, I had the hunt. Oh, I had man. my hunting knife sharpening next to me. Okay, well I let know, me man. let me edit this then. It's just like home. <laughs> let me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I was at the home no, of not. a of a relative or family member, and uh, and and I was excited because they said, "Hey, we're having steak tonight," and I'm like, mm. "All right, I like me some steak. Mm. What kind of steak? We're having." Filet mignon tonight, and I'm like, oh, hey, whoa, yeah, oh, nice yeah. tenderloin. Nice. I'm like, man, I just kind of, ooh, I'm, I'm getting myself pumped up and excited for this. That's good. And uh, so, so they took the the filet mignon, these wonderful, sexy, beautiful little cuts of meat, <laughs> and they put them in the oven and they baked them until they were brown and oh. hard. Oh. What? That so upsets me. Really, really bad, and <sighs> um, not not fun to eat. Now, I will. Um, some of you that have been out to a, a steakhouse with me, uh, one time I went out, EJ, with your uh, your friend Sunny to a steakhouse, and it was the first time we ever went out there, and she ordered a steak, and she ordered it well done, and mm. she got A1 sauce, 
And I said, if you ever, ever go to a steakhouse with me again and order anything that requires A1 sauce for you to eat it, I will smack the fork out of your mouth and make you wait outside until we're done. You can grab a a handful of peanuts out of the the bucket (laughs) on your way out, but that's all you get. Because you're supposed to, you got to taste the meat, you know what yeah. I mean? And when you, you, you just cook all the flavor out of it, and you cook all, and I was so, I was just angry. I'm angry just talking about it right now. If you're eating meat that you need to put A1 steak sauce on, you're eating crappy meat. Downgrade. You Buy some good chicken if you can't afford good steak. I'm just saying. <laughs> I love A1. Then, I put listen, it on my Five Guys burger. Listen, I put A1, A1 is fantastic. On a burger, whatever. It's hamburger. Dump it in your macaroni and cheese. I don't care. But if you're getting a nice cut mm-hmm. of meat and the meat is bad enough that you require A1 to put flavor Maybe on I it. I just you want don't, A1. Yikes. Don't get it cooked Doesn't mean well the steak done. is That's bad. Problem. Listen. It's that important. As the fattest person here, okay, I would like to say that I find myself a, a bit of an authority on the subject. <laughs> um, so you Have weigh, you seen how much I eat? You weigh nine pounds. So I don't have to listen I to you. I have a hollow leg. Hollow leg. That's where she puts the food. She's a pirate. Hey, that's my it's, thing. It's made of lumber. Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to take it off. My, okay, no. my point is a good thing with no seasoning, a good thing with the flavor just ripped out of it is not a good thing at all. You know, you can take a good thing, but without the without the seasoning on it, it's just not the right thing. So Neff News, without the comedy, without the flair that was just Neff, it was just just the worst. So earlier today, I don't even remember, I don't remember the context for this, Neff. There was some uh, clever turn of phrase that caused you to use the word Sanjaya. Do you do you remember? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, and not not something that like comes American up with, Idol. Uh, exactly, that Sanjaya. <laughs> do, you, do you remember what it was earlier that made you say Sanjaya for some reason? I don't either. If you don't remember, are you trying like to that. say my sister's name? Because that's not it. <laughs> What is your sister's name? It's Jaya. Jaya. Just Jaya. Yeah. Jaya Maris. Is that what hey. That's her PS4 first name. It's Jaya Maris. Can you not put my sister's name out there? It's That's uncommon. Her, it's not like it's her middle name, too. He did give her the red controller back, for the record. And he's about to get beat with it. So do you, <laughs> do you remember? he will be red. going to start live streaming. Do you, you don't remember why you said it. It's not important why you said it. But I hadn't thought about the name Sanjaya. Do, does anybody, do you know who Sanjaya is, EJ? Yeah, that was the guy from American Idol. Yeah, with the, with the great the crazy hair. hair and uh, and yeah, he always and did the crying great. girls. And he was really not good. <laughs> he was bad, but he ended up going almost all the way to the finals of the show. Popularity, but really, the, yeah. Why was he so popular? Well, because he was a gimmick. He he was gimmicky, he, oh. and he was really bad, Ladies, man. But I also found out that there was a website. Uh, back in the day called VoteForTheWorst.com and oh. it's it's closed down it's not a website anymore but VoteForTheWorst.com was one where they tried to generate support for whoever the worst person was wow. to try to get them to all the way in American Idol because American Idol was way more entertaining with somebody that was terrible at the end of it <laughs> honestly I, I didn't watch American Idol very much but I always watched the first episode of the season because that was when they had all the terrible people yep. on there and you'd watch all the freak show come out and they'd try to sing and they'd be horrible and they would think that they were good and they would think that they that were good hurts. like nobody at home told them that they were awful and they let them do that oh. some people even told them that they were good oh my goodness oh my and, I, and you watch them up there struggling and trying dude you have no you're my hero and and it's like oh that is the worst sound i've ever heard i can't even oh, watch be nice that, a little little pitchy be nice Simon. A pitchy. oh my gosh what's even better is like the ones who are just bad and don't care like william hung 
Yeah, he just had fun. Oh, yeah. But who was, who was the lunch. guy that was like uh, sung to uh, Simon and he's like, "You're my friend and I'm your friend" or something that like was, that. That was that uh, was that was William Hung, wasn't it? No, no, it was oh, another guy. Oh yeah, yeah. No, and they brought him back. He had like, the later big like, the feathery season. robe yes. on and stuff like that. And oh would, yeah. yeah. Oh wow! I don't remember. I know. I remember we did that as like a gimmick with uh, our friend Oliver. Like that was the <laughs> yeah. thing we used to sing to each other all the time. <laughs> and then because uh, I think it was a big black guy who did it, right? No, no, no. He was. No? Like, he, I think he was like he, he was uh, uh, maybe he had like a Native American kind of Mexican vibe. Oh, I don't know. It's been a long time. Or he might have been a big and black. Whatever. I don't know. And then <laughs> Stephen uh, has Steven face blindness. He doesn't see race. Yeah. He does. <laughs> He's so unracist. It's wonderful. But I, I, as I was thinking about Sanjaya and how terrible he was, I was thinking about all the things that that are out there that are really bad that I secretly kind of like how bad they are. Like, wow, this is so awful that it circles around and becomes good again. What can you have you ever experienced anything like that? Where you're like, wow, this is really bad. Oh, I love this. We, yeah. Oh, I got one. Oh. What, what do you, what do you got, man? Sharknado. Sharknado. Oh, Sharknado. I love Sharknado. Is the best. One, two, and three. They're horrible. <laughs> Not but they're four. Great. Four, four is terrible. They're, they made a fourth. They one. made a fourth one. The four fact is, that they no, made more don't than watch one. Four. Two. One of them made it to the movie theater, didn't it? When, no, when, no, they were straight. They were all straight to, to uh, sci-fi. When the second channel. one came out, me and my family watched it together, and we were laughing the entire time because it was like. <gasps> What? Like it's so out of the yeah, box. It, like in the stupidity, I've, I've it's so much. These are these remotely appropriate to be watching? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The sharks. They were on TV. I have no filter when sharks people are watching twister. me. But they, we, had, I don't know why, but we had a lot of fun watching it because we knew how bad, how is stupid this a it horrible, was. Bad movie. The third one was in Orlando. Yeah, they filmed it in really? Orlando. at Universal. Yeah. Universal. That's awesome. At like, one point, a shark it lands was on. Filmed at Universal. Oh or no! Took it, place it, at no, it took place, it took place at one of the hotels. Um, was it Cabana, Cabana Bay? I think well, is where yeah, they actually the like. And then, some and then one of the sharks actually ended up on Rip Ride I've Rocket. Never seen. Yes. And ended up like the roller coaster. No, it like yeah, it was sliding on the road and ended up. Making its way somehow like Newton balls, <laughs> just up to the top and eating Chris Jericho. Chris oh. Jericho was in yeah. Sharknado. He, he got eaten on Rip Ride Rocket. I just that Shark made the list. You're on the list. You made a list. Yeah, stupid idiot. There, I think that we kind of secretly like stuff that's bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. like when things are terrible, <laughs> we we want to watch it just to see how bad it can possibly oh. get. It's like a train wreck. Oh. We know? once, uh, I remember one time, I think it was you, me, Stephen, and maybe Nick. We were watching the old Spider-Man TV show, and we were just laughing at it because we were making fun of it the whole time. The old Spider-Man TV show? I don't remember the that. An- like the, the animated, animated one? one? Oh, yeah, The one yeah, that they yeah, make yeah, all yeah, the, yeah. the memes out of? Yes. yes. <laughs> we, made, we made fun of that. So one time we threw so on the Spider-Man Unlimited cartoon show, which is the Maybe one that where was it. he went to the planet and that's fought the against one we were, the animal that's people. Yes, that's what it was. And then we watched Catwoman one night. me and Nick just watched Catwoman. We just watched Catwoman all the way through. you're just going to throw it on for a couple minutes, and then we just watched the whole movie. A couple weeks ago, Nick and I sat down and started watching the old Superman movies. And we watched Superman 4, which was so, oh. I mean, just, I, and I kept saying, like, you think this is bad. Wait, it continues to get way it's worse. worse. Yeah, way worse. You told me you guys were watching it, and I was like, why? Look at oh, my yeah. nuclear why? nails. Why would you do that? <laughs> so it was so uh, abominable. Stephen and I, we we share a, a strange passion for um, Ed Wood movies. Yes. Uh, yes one yes, in particular. Yes. Play at nine, from, Plan outer nine from outer space or grave robbers from outer grave space. Grave robbers from outer space. Have you ever seen this movie, EJ? No. Okay. Uh, it, it's it's such a kind of a famous Hollywood thing. Tim Burton actually went back years later and made a movie about the director starring Johnny Depp. Uh, Called Ed Wood. Ed Wood was a terrible director. He's been named the worst director of all time. He is. <laughs> he's horrible. 
but he had a passion for yeah. filmmaking, and and people kind of saw that. And he ended up tricking the what was the Beverly Hills Baptist, Baptist church. church. Yeah, he ended up tricking a church. He got their entire crew baptized in order to get this movie funded. They funded. They tricked. He tricked them into funding the movie. He told them that if you fund this movie, we'll make enough money that with the profits we can make movies about the gospels. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, oh my so, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, he he had them fund this movie, and it was called Grave Robbers from Outer Space, which later turned into Plan Nine from Outer Space. And uh, the movie was shot on, like, no budget at all. Uh, we're talking, like, cardboard gravestones. A lot of oh, stock footage. Literally, like, pie plate uh, UFOs oh, on no. strings. Not a great plan. And he had, a, he had a, he was friends with Bela Lugosi, who was from the classic uh, Universal uh, Monster movies. Mm -hmm. uh, Dracula, who is in the movie. And the whole feature was starring Bela Lugosi. Yeah, he shot scenes with Bela Lugosi, like, a year or so before and just had it. <laughs> And then yeah, they were they were home movies yes. of Bela Lugosi, just walking into uh, his car, smelling a rose, all that stuff. Yeah. And so he put he just put that in the movie. The only thing is, before the movie came out, Bela Lugosi was dead. Yeah. Oh. So for the actual Ooh. movie, for the character <laughs> Bela Lugosi was playing, Ed Wood got his chiropractor, his or, wife's uh, chiropractor, to to be in the movie and walk around with his cape in front of his face the entire time, so you couldn't <laughs> see that it wasn't Bela Lugosi because oh <laughs> he so kind of maybe might have looked like Bela Lugosi from the <laughs> nose so up. So and the strange thing is this, like. The, the whole plot of him being in the movie was that he was an old man at the very beginning, the first scene in the movie, who was crushed Which with was grief. Bell Lugosi. It was Bela Lugosi. He was crushed with grief that his, his wife, wife had died. And then he walks off camera, and they play the sound of a car screeching. So the, the idea is that he's sad his wife died, and he gets hit by a car and is killed off camera. <laughs> and then he comes back to haunt a graveyard later on. For no reason at all, but the and then there's this this really freaky lady vampira vampira who was like a precursor to Elvira, and then you have Tor Johnson who was a big professional wrestler who played a police officer in the movie who also became a zombie, and the whole idea was that the aliens were going to take over the world by resurrecting the dead by creating zombies to destroy mankind, hmm. but they only made three: yes. it was Vampira, <laughs> the knockoff Bela Lugosi, and, and Tor, Tor Johnson. Johnson. And they were gonna, and so it was just three zombies and one graveyard, and they were gonna, and the aliens were going to use them to take over the world because humanity was gonna destroy the entire universe if they didn't, and that was Plan Nine from Outer Space, and it was so bad that it's pure joy to watch. Yes. It's pure joy. Like cops oh. are talking to each other and it's nighttime and then like it goes to the other cop's point of view and it's daytime. It's daytime. Oh. <laughs> like one guy has got one, one cop is walking he's just got his gun out and he's like wow this is great. He's like scratching his head with, with his, his gun. gun. Oh. Like uh, someone falls over knocks over knocks a gravestone. Knocks over a gravestone because it's made out of cardboard. <laughs> and no one picks it up. And they do a good job in the movie Ed Wood of like someone being like do you want to do another take? He just knocked over the gravestone. I was like ah nobody will notice No that. no one will notice. It's fine. <laughs> Everyone's going to be paying attention to the story. It's great. So, like, randomly, it's, like, stock footage of, well, th now this is happening. Oh, okay. All right. And all of Ed Wood's movies were like that. It, it was so bad. But I love it because yeah. it's so bad. There's some things that are just like, wow, that's terrible. Um, Steven, you and I, well, you and I one day, I don't even know why we did this, but we ended up looking online and Googling worst worship ever. We Google sir, we Googled this video, and it's it's this, it's this worship pastor uh, I don't even want to say his name because he's—he, I guess he does actual legitimate worshipy stuff. But this particular video was—he—he's um, with a bunch of teenagers and he's telling them, "All right, you know, Moses stood before God and he took his shoes off because it's holy ground." He said, "So to everyone, take your shoes off." So everyone does, and the band is playing, and they're kind of beginning with this real upbeat, you know, and they're, they're kind of getting hype. And he's like, "And while you're down there, 
take your socks off too. Yes. So he has them. Yeah, yeah. So these these kids are kind of getting excited for worship, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they take their socks off, and he tells them to take them and put them over their head and begin to spin what? them around like a lasso. That's wrong. What? As the band begins to play a cover of the the DOA song, "You Spin Me Right Round, Jesus Right Round," oh, no. like a record Jesus right round. Yeah, and and round round, and that's the worship song that they're what? "You Spin oh, Me Right no. Round, Jesus Right Round." And and these and this whole room full of teenagers is jumping up and down and swinging their socks over their head like a helicopter. Oh, no. In my head, it's just a beautiful mess. <laughs> In my head, it's just like a horrible mm-hmm. smell. Yeah, yeah well, you've seen the smell. As soon as you mentioned socks and teenagers, and socks coming off. And I just remember thinking, like I googled worst worst worship ever, and that was one. The other the other one that came up was that guy, and he he was singing a song, but he was doing it on purpose, but he just couldn't get the note, and it was uh, I'm looking for a city. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was the one. It's like, and I don't even remember the song, but it's like this like really tall, skinny white guy and these two girls, and they just start like weird like techno dancing during this worship song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish I could remember the words. I can't remember. Jesus is a friend of mine. Have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. First, I tried to run. I tried to run and hide. But Jesus came and touched me and found touched me. Deep inside, he is like a mountie. He, he always gets, gets his man, and he'll zap you any way he can. Bump, bump, zap. What? <laughs> Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. The best oh part Jesus about that video is the guitar player who is so he's into like, it. He's like, he's yeah, like, yeah. Ow. like, yeah, really like bald-headed guy with glasses. Oh just, my goodness. Please Google that carefully. He's a friend Save of search mine. always, but uh, and, and get his, your parents' permission before you go online. The best part is how he enunciates. Oh yeah, Jesus they were, they were my rock friend. and roll. And we see it now, and we go, "Well, that's terrible." It's funny because Jesus is probably like geeking out to it. Jesus is all like, you know, he's like, "Oh man, that's my kids. My kids did something great." And we're all looking at the, the art that he hung up on his refrigerator and going, "Your kids should not be doing this. They need to find another." No, way that's to a great song. I. That song makes it's me happy funny. every time I hear it. But it, it's, I mean, isn't there something j- delightful about it? It, it makes it's me happy. It's really bad, but it's really sweet. That's what makes me so time. happy. It's, it's a joyous song. So, so aside from the worst worship ever, you know, being not only a Christian show, we're also we, we talk nerd stuff. Let's talk about some of the worst nerd things because nerds, geeks, people in this culture, in this community, are not afraid to point out when something is terrible. Uh, the internet, I think, is purely fueled at this point on comment boards filled with uh, with angry, passive-aggressive, and, and virulent, uh, venomous comments. I, I was thinking about this earlier, and I was thinking about, like, the worst things in the world. And um, I found a website that I, I think it's called um, the, the Top Tens, where they come up with, like, a topic, and people can vote on, you know, this is the worst thing of this. And they kind of arrange everybody's votes a- into a Top Ten list. And uh, I, I looked up just, this is Top Ten Worst Things Ever. And people voted about the things that they thought were uh, just the worst thing, the worst thing in the world, the most terrible, awful, abominable thing. So it's it's the internet. So um, let me see if you guys can guess what the internet said uh, were the worst things in the world. Um, and and I'll, I'll give you um, I'll give you the first one. Number ten is the devil. Oh. Wow! Really? They're, they're not all. Some of them are, you know, are, are personifications like that. Some of them are, are things. So uh, let, let's see if them you guys, are people. Let's see if you can come up with a, a few. Let's uh, see if you can come up with some. Traffic. Traffic is not on the worst things ever. Oh, oh. Donald Trump. Not on the worst things <laughs> ever. Okay, good. Walmart. I just saw the Holocaust. 
not on the worst things ever. Oh, uh, really? What about Hitler? Adolf Hitler, number six. Hey. Oh, well, there you go. Adolf Hitler is number six. What, what do you think, EJ? Worst things ever, according to the internet. Pass for now. Pass. Oh, then. <laughs> not on the list. Not on the list. <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Vlad- not on the list. <laughs> Twin- I have no idea. No idea. You Tw- couldn't think of a, a thing that's bad enough to be considered the worst thing in the world. See, I use I use the worst the every day. Like I just say <laughs> something. Oh, Scratching on a chalkboard. That's a good answer, but it's not on the list. Mm. That's a good answer. 2016 Ghostbusters. People are the worst. People are the worst. Not on the list. Uh, Quentin Neff. Oh, I'm sorry. Airline clearance, TSA lines. It's easy being right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, one of them is uh, something that that uh, that happens. Um, one of the w- what would you consider like if somebody was saying, "Oh, this is the worst thing that can happen to somebody." Like this is flat tire. Stepping in a puddle. You live a very charmed life if a flat tire is the worst <laughs> thing it can happen to you. Yes, cancer is on the list at number three. Um, yeah, oh, cancer sucks. Uh, well, I, yeah. Death. Death is the number one answer. Hey. Really? Taxes. Oh, okay. uh, taxes, not on the list. Oh. Not but death and taxes, come on, people. They, well, they do go together. It's a milk, Court cases. Milk and honey. Jury duty. Uh, nope, not, not, <laughs> not in the top ten. Divorce? Uh, I'll give you one. Uh, the number uh, four answer was murder. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Murder's a bad thing. But wouldn't that be with death, though? Uh, uh, so how many more do we have left? So here's some that are on the list. Uh, so we had number ten was the devil slash Satan slash Lucifer, I guess. Um, uh, number nine was pain. Just hmm. pain itself. That was a weird game. Well, maybe you don't have to... <laughs> I don't know. I was in a lot of pain earlier today, and I was just praising God for medicine. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For then, this medicine that I'm taking right now. And then I prayed for the people who don't have access to medicine because Listen, pain is terrible. It's, it's so There's bad. certain pains that are like super terrible. Um, tooth pain is the worst. Mm. Kidney stones. Kidney. Oh. <laughs> I was just gonna say that because I've had that before. So birth was, pains. That. The the pains of birth. Um, yeah. But it's so beautiful. Uh, bullies were put on the list. Oh, mm. bullies yeah. Suck. Yeah, bullies, yes. bullies are the worst. I was bullied as a child. I was bullied Me when too. I was 12. Me too. There is an album coming out that you might want to listen to that, that speaks to the uh, those of us that are bullied. You know, I heard that somewhere. Um, school was put on the <laughs> list. School is <laughs> the, the worst. worst. Yes. But education is just so good for the world. Education is good for the world, but not, you know. But not Common Core. But. Oh no, Common Core is on there. Common Core on there? I feel like it should be on there. No, it's not. Uh, Common Core is number one. Number six is Adolf Hitler, as we discovered before. Number five, Justin Bieber. (laughs) Yeah, Justin Bieber is Justin Bieber ranked higher than Hitler. Just one second. Just higher than Adolf Hitler. Is worse than Hitler? According to the internet. Apparently, baby, 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 oh baby is worse than genocide. Young Justin Bieber is bad. I don't I don't I didn't like him when he was young. I don't like him when he's old. I don't make the news, I just report it. I mean he's a terrible Uh, person. We did do murder and then uh, number two was war, number one was death. Um, what else makes this list in your in your mind? What's what's the of the worst things ever? Scratching noise. On uh, yeah, it was a good answer. <laughs> it was good when you said it before. I'm surprised it didn't make the list. Stepping on something wet when you're wearing socks. Stepping on a Lego. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's yeah. just painful. That I, just, I just went off of that, that one. That was good. I'm surprised war wasn't on there. War, war was, was on there. The number oh, two, two answer. I'm surprised. Uh, Welcome back to the show, Neff. Wait, was death on there? Yeah. Death was also I'm surprised on more war wasn't more on there. More war. Which is more worse than war. War Mordor. of the worlds. Where's Mordor on there? Double war. Don't take my joke. I don't know. I didn't walk into that. Uh, 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 I think you did. Hey, what is that simply? One doesn't walk in to Mordor. 
Uh, I, I was thinking like, what would be on my list? And you know, I, I kept like trying to come up with serious things and I kept trying to not being able to. Like the things that really bothered me are superficial. I mean, they are like not- First world They problems. are really, yeah, it's like, okay, I'm making pizza rolls and when I pull them out, all the cheese has kind of gooped out uh, inside of it. Yeah. That makes me upset. Oh, I know one. So when you I grab like a fork and you dig in. <laughs> one ply toilet paper. Mm. Does that exist in in real life? Yes. 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 Well, yeah. then you just, you just tri- triple up on that thing. You have to, like, you have to wrap you it, wad you it up. have to layer it. That's true. Well, like, I, I use the phrase, blank is the worst or are the worst every day so much that it's just like, It just yeah. has no meaning It just has no you. meaning. Everything just, is the worst. I look over at my manager, I'm like, people are the worst. And they're like, yeah, they are. But Jesus loves people. Jesus does love people, and I'm thankful for that. You know what's the worst? Because okay. I am people. I don't know if you guys do this. I don't know if you're nail biters or whatever, but uh, sometimes... I'll get like this little thing on the side of yes. my fingernails, yeah. like little nails. hangnails, hang and I'll like, mm. and I'll like try to bite it off, even though I know that's the worst and possible thing. It tears thing it even more because it leaves like this empty chasm of pain yes. that's on the side yeah. of it. And what's worse is when like you go to wash your hands with hand sanitizer and it just stings, burns you. Paper cuts are the worst. Yeah. I got paper one of those last night, especially in the webbing. I think I've only ever got like, one paper cut. Okay, okay, <laughs> this is again so superficial. <laughs> worst thing ever when you sharpen a pencil. And all the way up to the top is like wood on one side. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. As an artist, that yes. is the worst. Like, that is the worst. Like, I guess yeah. I'll just so use bad. this for shading. That's the worst. <laughs> this is why I said stick to mechanical pencils. I love um, mechanical Nef- pencils. Nef- tell me if you agree with this one. Fitted sheets are the worst. <laughs> Fitted sheets are <laughs> Only the if worst. you have to fold them. Folding fitted sheets is a nightmare. I throw, I'll just throw them away. Just throw them away. I'll just crumple yeah. them up, put them in a basket, hide them in the back of the closet. Oh uh, I've never successfully folded a fitted As sheet. As a larger man, finding clothes in a mall, all oh, that fit me is the worst. <laughs> I'm taking you to TJ yeah. Maxx to get some back to school clothes. Uh, Try having a 27 inch <laughs> inseam. <laughs> Okay. It's short. I remember when I, I remember that when I was in third grade. <laughs> the womb. Do you, do you remember, uh, imagine imagine Neff walking around with a 27 okay, inch inseam. Okay. You know what? So Pants with pockets. He'd be a Pants teapot. Pockets. Women don't get pockets and I'm tired of it. Why don't you have purses. Because designers are the worst. But you, have you have a purse. purse. You have a purse. No, I don't Because we have purse. small pockets. Get a purse. I don't want a purse. I'm sorry. I'm just very angry about that now. Yes, but like two out of the million women that live in Orlando don't use a purse. But you don't want to have I did have a purse though and I hated it and it's just terrible. What about your penguin backpack? I did, but I'm 22 years old now. I only use the backpack for when I go to theme parks. Your hair is purple. (laughs) I'm an adult. I'm an adult. I'm an adult. (laughs) I have purple hair. I'm an adult with purple hair. Okay, okay, okay. I'm taking it back to school then. I'll take it back to school. When you have a three-ring binder and the little metal clasps oh, don't line up, the worst is you're bringing up classic. The worst is not when you're, upset, cla- yes. you're clamping it and it doesn't line up. It's when they are clamped perfectly and they're not lined up, because it's broken. When you chill. accidentally pinch yourself on those things, yes. uh, and you're like, uh, yeah, sure, Mr. Falcon, <laughs> Falcon punch. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was one that I. It, I don't like public restrooms. I feel like if I ever have to use the restroom, especially for a Tuesday at, out in public, I've somehow lost <laughs> the day. But if you ever go to a public restroom and you close the door and there's a big giant gap that you could pass a, a puppy through. Yes. yes. So big. So you're sitting there making two and then like people will walk in and very they'll come in at you. with their kids and their kids will just be like, howdy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what the worst thing is? I went to Disney. I went to Disney one time, Epcot, and I'm sitting there taking the number two, and this little foreign kid pops up under the side. Oh I'm just like, excuse me. Yeah. Hola. 
Oh, that's terrible. Can I help that's you? Terrible. That's the worst. The and then, like, I used my Don't foot and, like, it. slowly pushed it back. <laughs> <laughs> Go back right That's there. Even I'm gonna build a wall between you and me, and you're gonna pay for it. Uh, uh, you are not the first to pass this way. <laughs> Nor will you be, you the, be the last. <laughs> That's uh, terrible. But that's it happened, worse. and that's that's my story with uh, bathroom stall problems. <laughs> I get bothered by such little things. I feel bad that there's real problems in the world. When I take a Reese's peanut butter cup out of the paper and there's still uh, like a chunk of chocolate on the bottom uh, of the, and it's like I see naked peanut butter on the bottom of yeah. my cup because the chocolate didn't come with it out of it, that bothers me. Cover yourself up. Respect yourself, come Reese's. On, it's like Mitch Hedberg used to say, <laughs> the Kit Kat, when they stamp the letters in the Kit Kat, that robs me of chocolate. <laughs> I went yeah. to the factory where they make them and said, you uh, owe me some letters. Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> um, okay, this happened to me the other day. I was organizing my video games, and I had uh, a couple of them that were pre-owned games from GameStop. <gasps> yes, and we know you what you're talking. Go ahead. About. It's when you they have the sticker. Yes, mm-hmm. that says pre-owned, and you try to take it off, and it doesn't come off away, and you have like the oh, half like sticky ah. paper. Uh, hate it. I hate it. I refuse to buy used games because of that's that. what happens to I to one time, CDs. No joke. CDs you get that no joke. I went to GameStop one time and bought a new game, and they tried to hand me the, a, a new an game, open game, an open game. It was new. They said it hasn't been used. We just use this for the display. No, nope. this game right here. I said no, sir. No. You'll give me the wrapped one that's right there because I, the I don't one. want that sticker. Yeah. He looked at me and said, I'm ser- so There's serious. There's no difference right now. between a new game and a used game if the used game if the new game's open. It's the same mm-hmm. as a used game. Yes. Don't do that. If, if I took to the me. game. If they use it as a display, why are they giving you the display? Mm. I guess they were. I guess they. I don't know why. Maybe they were switching. When I went, I went to GameStop, GameStop and I don't shop there. I went to GameStop after Black Friday when the game Overwatch was on sale because mm. I wanted to buy Overwatch. And they had Overwatch for $35. Nice. Brand new. Buy it brand new. Get it for $35. It was a manufacturer's sale they were doing like all across uh, all retailers. That's pretty so good. I went to GameStop to get it because I wanted to get Overwatch. And I bought it and, uh, and I asked them for it and they said, we don't have any copies of this game. And my wife is with me. When the guy opened up the, the cabinet behind him, she's like, it looked like there was one in there. And, and you know, I was like, mm, he says, no, we don't have any copies of this new. And uh, I said, are you sure? And he goes, yeah, well, let me look on the computer. On the computer. He goes, yeah, we don't have any copies of it. I'm sorry. So said, I can give you a used copy, though. I'm like, okay, that'll be fine. So he gives me a used copy, and he goes, $54.99. What? And I said, I said, what? I said, you think I'm, I said, you can give it to me. He said, I can't give it to you for that price because that's like, that's only for the new games. It's a manufacturer's deal. I said, then what makes you think that I'm going to pay the full price for a used game? Like, what makes you think that it's okay for you just to charge me that? Like, why? Like you didn't even have a conversation with me as a consumer and say this, and he's like, "Well, we we don't have any. I'm sorry." And I was like, "Well, then I don't want it. Put it back." And he goes, "Was well, there anything else I can get for you?" I said, "Yeah, I want I want Lego Avengers." So he opened up the case and and he's like, oh, "I'm looking for it. Look for it." I said, "Down." And he moves down. I said, "To the right, to the right." And I said, "Right there, next to No Man's Sky." And his fingers on the game. And he and he and I said that one. He goes, "That's not Lego Avengers." I said, "I know." And he pulls out. It's Overwatch, <laughs> brand new. $34.99. Get wrecked. My wife saw it, and she called his crap out on it. She said, sorry, GameStop. Mm-hmm. I have good eyesight, and I'm a good consumer. And you know what I did? I bought the game, and then I left, and I was so mad, I, I came back and I returned it. Mm-hmm. Eat it, GameStop. And you bought it digitally. I did. I bought it digitally. You know why? Because I play Overwatch in small bursts, and I didn't want to have to keep getting up and changing the game <laughs> when everyone... That is true. Hey, everyone's on Overwatch. Let me play a quick game. Ah, oh, I got to get up and take Skyrim out. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> worst thing ever... The little red water that comes out of the ketchup bottle before the ketchup. Oh comes yeah. Out. yeah, or the hot sauce bottle, or like sriracha bottle, or I mustard. Too. 
Worst thing Just ever. mustard in general. When you're getting really excited and getting into a show, and then the show gets canceled. Mm. Oh, that's Firefly. Mm. Still hurts, man. All these years later. No, I wish Firefly was fun. There's a lot of terrible things in this world. Some of them are superficial, and some of them are real things. But um, as as people of, of faith, um, I want to give you guys an opportunity to do something tonight. And uh, and and this, we'll see how this goes. This could be fun, or this could be uh, could be real. But let's talk about something that you've done. That made you the worst because for at least a moment everybody has been the worst and uh, I will share with you a line uh, from a movie that that I treasure and uh, as, as I as I share this line please begin thinking about what you need to make confession of something that you've done you go oh my goodness I'm the worst and it goes like this <clears throat> okay I'll talk <laughs> in third grade I cheated on my history exam. In fourth grade, I stole my Uncle Max's toupee and I glued it on my face when I was Moses in my Hebrew school play. In fifth grade, I knocked my sister Edie down the stairs and I blamed it on the dog. When my mom sent me to the summer camp for fat kids and they served lunch, I got nuts and pigged out and they kicked me out. But the worst thing I ever done, mixed up all this fake puke at home. And then I went to this movie theater and hid the puke in my jacket climbed up to the balcony and then then I, I made a noise like this and then I dumped it over the side over all the people in the audience and then this was horrible all the people started getting sick and throwing up all over each other and I never felt so bad in my entire life. Hey, Jez, I like this kid. <laughs> <laughs> now it's confession time. What's the worst thing you've ever done? What's the what's the what, what's the action that that you can say? Oh man, I am the worst. I try to block these thoughts out so i'm having a hard time like bringing it up really because <laughs> like, I, I can't think of i'm them, going into overdrive thinking how i'm going to filter this and still be able to show my face yeah a lot of times i get angry and become like a emotional diaper baby a lot like when i get angry and i kind of go into my own like i collapse in on myself and it's kind of like no one wants to be around a person like that mm -hmm. and i realized that like i've been getting a lot better at it at dealing with that but like i've done that a lot in the past and every time i look back on it i'm like uh, that kind of like fuels me to not do that anymore. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Neff. Thank yeah. you. This, I, I just remembered it. I never like really get into arguments with my mom. And there was one time, and I won't go into details about what it was about, but I legit screamed at her. And I remember like immediately afterwards just feeling like complete garbage. And like I had my cool down time and then I went up and apologized to her. But like at the moment, like I just remember it was full on, like my full voice screaming at her. And I was me like, I should not have done that. And I felt mm. terrible because I love my mom. Yeah. And her point was valid for what it was talking about. <laughs> and I, my point was valid. And we were both just really angry. So mm. it just, I, oh, shame. I'm feeling it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny e how that, Even though that I apologize. Right? Like, we're cool. We're good. Yeah. Like, we talked about it and everything. And like, water under the bridge. She probably doesn't even remember it now hmm. unless I remind her of it. And. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm good. I'm done. I don't oh, want to talk wow. about it anymore. <laughs> EJ. Uh, ooh. I guess i try to say this really quickly uh, without getting emotional, I guess. Um, so, 
when I was 18, my parents got divorced, and I'm 32 years old now. And since that time, I have not forgiven my father. So you know, I, I really hold a lot of uh, a lot of bitterness and almost borderline hatred at times towards him. Hmm. So I would definitely say, you know, that's that's the worst for me. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, man. <clears throat> I have a bad habit of normally being late. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now I know this isn't a comparison <laughs> game. <laughs> that's the first thing that I was like, wow, that was really, do- yeah, that's like an ongoing thing. Well, I really drink too much milk, you know. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just too nice. I, <laughs> I overtip. <laughs> I look in the mirror sometimes and I just think, gosh, I'm just way too handsome for my own good. Steven? Uh, I mean, well, now, after, Steven, what? There's so many people all the time who remind for, you for 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 that all, you're the worst. for for the <laughs> reasons just why. Just go, just go watch and uh, go listen to episodes one through thirty-seven <laughs> of the Nerd of God cast. Apparently, <laughs> why are you the worst, Stephen? Um, no, I don't know why I'm the worst, but uh, like, and I don't really think it, like there's like a worst thing I've ever done, but like the first thing that came to mind, and this was before I knew Jesus, when I was like ten or eleven, I was in my neighborhood and there was like a pool in our apartment complex. And there was this older girl, she was maybe 14, 15, and she said something that embarrassed me so loudly in front of, like, all the neighbor kids. I called her a name that a 10-year-old boy should not be calling another uh, – an adult should not be calling another lady. And then she went and told my mom, and I got in a lot of trouble. Hmm. But I just remember feeling very embarrassed about that, like, afterwards, and especially since my mom knew. But I was just, it was a reaction to being embarrassed hmm. that made me say that. Uh, I have this problem where somebody will ask me to do something, and my mind just forgets about it. It's it's because of ADD, and <laughs> it's it's not that I don't care about what they ask me to do. Uh, I just have a problem. I'll forget about it, and then it could be two days later, a week later, a month later, and if I haven't done it, I'll remember it, and I feel so bad about not doing <laughs> it. Shame will just. I have, uh, yeah. I have, uh, in my in my time of relationship with you, I've experienced, I've been on the the other end of that, and I've gone, Nick, did you forget? But from the outsider experience, if I can give you the other perspective of it, uh, far, far, far more, I uh, have I experienced the other side of that, where you are diligent uh, to almost being overly diligent, uh, that it more than makes up for those those times when you get a little scrambled. You do a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, we're humans. I, so still, I, I still love that we were doing that that sports thing in our youth group, and we had the final score ready to go. And we're like, oh. let's play the oh. video, and Nick played I, the I, final I, score. I picture. want to dramatically, this thing's been going for like six weeks. We've been building up to this thing, and we're finally about to like announce the, best of video. The, the, the winner of this thing. And these kids are, like, super competitive about it. They can't wait to find out who the winner is. And we're going to play a recap video of, like, the whole six weeks, highlight reel. And at and, the end of the And at the end of it, we're going to show card. the scores, and, and the kids will finally find out who won. It'll be a huge moment. So I'm like, all right, now let's check out what's been happening. And instead of playing the recap video, Nick puts up the scoreboard. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, that's the end. Uh. And I think I think that I was in the middle of service, and I might have gone back and punched Nick. I don't remember. I, I do remember blacking out. My, so my, maybe that's my worst thing ever. I was maybe ha- that's when I went back and I told Nick, I'm going to kill you with my hands. I like that moment because my team won. 
<laughs> my chest hurts for Nick. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I felt bad. I, 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 was like, I, I, I hope, felt really, really I, bad. I, I, I hope that I was, I was more contained. I can't imagine that I would absolutely lose my my business in the <laughs> middle of a youth service. But I do know that I, I did move towards the back swiftly, and I was not smiling. <laughs> and I do remember seeing the look on Nick's face, and thinking, oh. he knows he messed up. Yeah. It was. <laughs> But it's so hilarious bad. to look back on. Yeah, it's yeah. not that. It, all in it's all, not that it's not big that, a deal. It's not that big of a deal now. I mean, I haven't killed you in your sleep, so you're fine. <laughs> Yet, uh, I'm grateful. <laughs> I was like the, stu- the and students. You haven't tell. killed me in my sleep, so I'm grateful. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I, I have so many, and there's some of them that like I'm not even gonna get on EJ's level, man. I'm not gonna be all like Dr. Phil, soul crushingly bearing, you know, like whatever. But. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I could I could get into some things that I'd just be I'd, the rest of the episode would just be me crying. Uh, the the story that I always go to about maybe the most and there's times when I'll I'll remember things that I've done and I'll just be like oh 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 still mental um, repression yeah yeah dude uh, and and there the, when I first got saved I, I went out with this youth group and we did a scavenger hunt it was all across the entire town and. Um, you had to find all these clues that that translated into numbers and then at the end of it you, you went to the house where the whole the after party was for the whole youth group and again i was only in this church for like 2 weeks i didn't know anybody or whatever i was just i was just glad to be part of something and and our team man we killed it dude I, we we worked so hard we hustled and we got the answers first and we made it back to this house with all of our numbers and there was a safe that was there and we had to use the numbers in a formula to figure out the combination to the lock uh, and, and of course, even when we did that, you still didn't know what order they were in. So we tried it in the first combination. We didn't get it. And at that time, another team arrived. Uh, so we had to let them take a turn. And they tried it on the first try. They got it. And they won. And I was so mad and frustrated and embarrassed because I hate to lose way more than I like to win. And um, I was just really upset that they won. I felt like we should have won. And it was over a stupid thing, whatever. And uh, I remember when all the groups got there, they showed them their prize, and they opened it up, and it was an envelope, and it was a $10 gift certificate to the Shepherd Staff Christian Bookstore. And um, 13-year-old me, I sat there, and I laughed. I laughed at that. I pointed at it. I doubled over. I held my sides. I, ah, that is such a stupid prize. I, like, stumbled out of the room into the front yard, rolling in the grass, laughing and guffawing and saying, that is the stupidest prize ever. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I didn't win. What an absolutely stupid boneheaded prize. Little did I know that the um, the people who owned the home that were letting the entire youth group come over there for a cookout and this after party uh, were the owners of the Shepherd Staff Christian wow. Bookstore. Mm-hmm. And I made a complete fool of myself and I didn't even know it. It was for a dumb thing. And that was just a prelude to so many times that that happened over the course of my life and probably continues to happen. Um, but uh, I'm just, I'm still so embarrassed at how prideful and ungrateful I was at that time. But uh, So many confessional moments that we could talk about um, because we're so prone to, to failure. And, and, you know, God sets this standard that we all just, with his help, we try to live up to, but we do, we do fail so much. Um, Man, there's so many times that we just find ourselves. We go, man, we are, we are the worst, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, in in kind of preparation for this episode, I, I I went online and I started doing some research on what people's opinions are of Christians, what people's opinions are of of believers in Christ. 
And I was so upset at what I found. Like it was really, really upsetting to read what people were writing online, what people were saying online about Christians and why they dislike Christians and what they see as, as wrong with us. And, um, you, you guys might remember the old quote. And, and I think that, um, Mahatma Gandhi is the one that's kind of credited as saying it, right? Uh, you know, he says, I, I like your Christ, but I don't like your Christians because your Christians are so unlike your Christ, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that was the, um, the the song by DC Talk, you know, What If I Stumble? You know, like the number one reason people refuse to believe in Jesus is because of his followers who honor them with his lips, but their hearts are, are far from him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, man, it was so discouraging to see the things that people said. And the thing is, some of them were just like, they were impossible things that, that people just say out of rejection and rebellion of God. It's like, oh, well, you know, so many rules. And so, but some of them were pretty spot on. Some of them I'm going, oh, you know what? They're kind of right. I was I was actually listening to something the other day, and it was another podcast. And it's not a Christian podcast, but one of the guys on there, just, you know, agnostic, atheist, whatever you want to label him as. And he, they ended up getting on the subject of religion. He's like, what I don't like about religious people is because especially Christianity, that if they actually were doing, because A, I think they're all hip, uh, hypocrites. Uh, he's like, because they, they're supposed to be accepting, but they're one of the most judgmental people on the earth. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But he said, if they were supposed to be doing what their religion says for them to do, then they would be good. Because but 90% of them don't do it, and it makes them all jerks. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know when people say they're also this. I, I don't think that's true. I don't feel like a judgmental person, maybe some from time to time, but I don't feel like I have to bear the burden of the worst of, of mm-hmm. the faith. And, and I agree. There's a guy on the show who kind of stood up. He's, he was a Christian but doesn't really, like, practice. But he's like, he's like, to be fair, you just see the worst of the worst in some people. It's like most Christians are just kind of like the not the quiet ones, but they're the ones that, you know, they're just not super forceful about, like, shoving Jesus down your throat. Now, do I think, that to, to this guy's credit, and I'm not trying to play the devil's advocate in this case, but do I think that most Christians do the things that Christ has called us to do? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I might agree with it. I, I might think that his 90% standard may actually be a little bit light, uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to the number of Christians that do the things that the Bible tells us to do, do the things that Christ has commanded us to do. Man, I, it would be great if 10% of us did that. You know, it's, it seems like that number might be a little generous, but um, I don't think that that Christians by and large are judgmental or hateful or spiteful uh, like some people make us out to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you think people don't like about Christians? I mean, the hypocritical thing is pretty big. Like, mm-hmm. I've, from classmates um, in high school and stuff, something that I would hear a lot of is it's like you act like not like to me, not to me, but mm-hmm. um, you as Christians, like you act like you're so great, but then like you turn around and do all this other crap. And it's like, how am I supposed to like believe what you say? Um, it's like you treat other people like garbage or um, all this other stuff. So the hip- hypocrisy thing is one that I heard a lot. And what, what how do you feel when people, because that's a, that I think that's probably one of the most common things that are thrown. Mm-hmm. And, and when I'm when we're speaking about Christianity here, understand that I think we're primarily going to be speaking about Western Christianity, American Christianity. Yeah. Um, when, when when they say hypocrisy, which is commonly bandied about, is that is that a fair assessment? Do you think that's over exaggerated? What, what what's your opinion on that? I think because if we if we put ourselves out as Christians, people see that as like we should be held to a higher standard. And we and we're not holding ourselves to a higher standard, or we're not holding ourselves to their standard. Well, 
And if we are being hypocrites to what we're preaching, then maybe we aren't holding ourselves to the right kind of standard. Well, I mean, oh, no, go ahead. It depends on how fair they are when they're calling you hypocritical. You know, it, it's, you know, if you're saying you're a Christian, but then not acting like like you're not living the life okay, but then well, it's also in the same vein of you've got the other side of it where it's like, oh, well, you're not doing what I want you to do because I want you to forgive me. Or I want you to be nice to me. I want you to accept, mm-hmm. I want you to accept me, you know, but you're not being very Christian by not doing that. It might be like if you're a Christian uh, business person and, and you make a transaction, give someone a good or service, but then you want them to pay for it. And they go, I thought you were supposed to be a Christian. Like, uh, yeah, but the, you, there's still a payment that's like due for, for the thing. Still running a business. Yeah, I, I think that people sometimes don't like the idea of having to be accountable uh, for, for their own actions. I, I, there's, there's something fair to that. Uh, and, I mean, Christians are supposed to, like, we should be held to a higher standard. Like, we, are, we should do our best to be like Christ. Do you agree which... that we should be held to a higher standard? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like people are offended by that notion? Yeah, like, because probably. I understand the connotation that it gives, like almost like a superiority, like on a higher pedestal. Mm-hmm. 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 But it's not, we're not being held to the world's standards. It's mm-hmm. more like a It's a different standard. Like a discipline type thing. Do you think that Christ lived uh, on a higher standard? Than, yeah. mm-hmm. than people do. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So if we're if we are trying to to mimic that, uh, e- even somebody and, and we're going to take a step away from from a theological standpoint, um, I believe subscribe the Bible teaches that Christ has full deity that he is equal to God as and, and is right to be claiming himself as God. John one one and and so forth uh, that Jesus actually said this and uh, C.S. Lewis you know, of course uses the liar lunatic or lord excuse uh, Google that if you need a, a better explanation so I believe in the deity of Christ but if we were just for the sake of this argument to remove the deity of Christ and see him only as a good man or a wise teacher or a uh, you know a, a religious sage type character um, and, and put him on the same shelf as many other people throughout history that people want to look at as a religious leader uh, we can still see his ways as better and his ways as mm-hmm. higher and, and his motives as good. Uh, so there's still something there to be seen and, and sought after and emulatable. Uh, and I think that's fair. Now, again, because we see Christ as son of God, fully God, fully man, um, that takes it to a, a new level. And, and obviously to, to get to that, to really follow Christ, it's not just the matter of our willpower and being right uh, and being righteous, I mean, we t- it takes the Holy Spirit to to get us to that level. So, uh, that being said, yeah, I do I do think that we are held to a higher standard, mm-hmm. but people don't like to hear that. No, you know. Mm. Um, what else do people f- struggle with in in your thoughts when it comes to Christians are the worst? I think. Um trying to see how to, how to how to formulate this but when i think about people you know seeing christians as as hypocrites or things of that nature i for me it all it all boils down to love and it all boils down to our responsibility and what we should be doing as as followers of christ to really have a relationship with him because if we if we really the closer we get to christ then we understand that we have to let go of all selfishness and it's more so that it's, it's being in a place of servitude. So even in the midst of situations where we would, I don't know, get angry or allow our pride to come over or try to be 
the top person in a conversation. It's always understanding that we need to love above all. And I think that's one of the areas that I think the body of Christ has really just struggled with a lot. And the unbelieving society or, or people in the world that are not believers of Christ and they're looking upon Christianity as a group of people, I, I think is that the foundation of love is cracked and is broken. And so when they see us, they don't see us as a group of loving people. They just see us as a group of hypocritical people, judgmental people, where mm -hmm. if we were truly loving them, how would they even be able to say that we're judgmental mm -hmm. if we're truly loving? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, for me, when I think of anybody saying Christians are hypocritical, I say to myself, okay, well, why exactly do they think that way? Because if I was doing my part and I'm only one piece, one cell of the body of Christ, if I was doing my part in this, whether I'm working at Walgreens, I'm an artist, I'm a teacher, I'm wherever, and I'm doing my part in where I'm at showcasing love, then there's no way that this person can look at me and sincerely say, Yo, you know, EJ, you're being hypocritical or EJ, you're not being loving. So I think for me, when I think about the concept of somebody calling a Christian a hypocrite or anything of that nature or judgmental is because they have not seen love showcased through that person hmm. or through that group of people. Sometimes I think that it, it, the worst elements, and I don't want to use the, well, you know, we're talking about things that are the worst. Yeah. The worst elements of faith, the worst, the, the, the loudest mouths tend to connect to the smallest brains, it seems mm -hmm. like sometimes. <laughs> the people that I hear or that I'll see come out and they'll, they'll be the ones making social media posts or they'll be the ones you see on TV and you're like, oh, wow, shh. Stop talking. Stop. Stop. You do not speak for me. I revoke You're... your internet rights. Like, like a bad like a bad representative. It's a bad representative. But it's a, it's the most seen representative. And mm -hmm. they're the ones that come out that well, yeah, they get all the airplay and they're the ones that, you know, people will forward and share and they and and, and they're well, you know, bless God, this and this and this and they'll say things that are not they're either contextually wrong, they're totally wrong. Um, or, or they're just ill-advised. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are things that you just, you don't need to lead with in a conversation. There mm -hmm. are things that you, yes, their judgment is real. Mm -hmm. Entering eternity without Christ is real. Uh, that's something that needs to be addressed, but it, 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 it may not be the best opening gambit when you see somebody on a street corner with a bullhorn letting everyone know that they're going to go to a devil's hell. Um and, and I'm not judging because that person's doing something with their faith. Um, when you see someone protesting, when you when you see the, what you would the, the Christians that just seem to be fueled by hate and by uh, mm -hmm. prejudice and, 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 and they do it in the name of God. And, and you just want that. That is not what the church stands for. Mm -hmm. That is not what the Lord stands for. Please, Jesus, forgive me when I use my voice to speak for, for your kingdom, because my, my voice should be fueled by the Holy Spirit and, and laced with your word. Well, when, I, when I talk to a lot of people and I try to like evangelize to them and talk to them about, uh, about my faith, the first thing I, I usually have to lead with is because they usually bring up that kind of stuff is the people who, talk, who preach hate, that's not what Jesus was about. Jesus wasn't about hate. He was about love. And that's one of the things that they that unfortunately a lot of people see is Christians who preach hate, which is hard because I mean, I know we're supposed to hate the sin and love the people, but like they hate the people at the same time. And yeah. it's yeah. well, you, when you come from a position of, well, I'm not a sinner, I'm better than you people. And, and, you know, even if you're not, 
people do feel uh, judged. And I think that judgmentalism is something that, you know, they feel like, well, you're looking at me and identifying the things that you see wrong with me. And that's why you're talking to me about this, because you've already in your mind and in your heart decided I'm not as good as you. And, that, and I've seen that, like, just in, like, people who I interact with, like, former students of our youth group who will, you know, grow up and go off to college who will block me from social media because well, they don't want me seeing what they're mm-hmm. doing because they don't mm-hmm. want me to judge them. And, it, and I think sometimes people who just want to do not what is wrong or they know what they're doing is wrong, they automatically will just, like, block out Christians or Christian influence because they're going to judge me. Because I'm doing something wrong already. Mm. And they almost don't want to be called out on that because I'm going to live in my perfect little bubble of feigned ignorance. Well, because like, cause what happens with that is it's their flesh. Like that reaction is the flesh. Like straight up like I want to do what I want to do. And because you're not doing what I think is good or what I want to do, I'm going to be mad at you because you're actually doing the right thing. And my flesh knows that. And it's like on that subconscious or conscious level for some people um, – a lot of people focus on what they can and can't do. Like they focus more on the don'ts of Christianity. Like don't lie, don't um, don't kill, don't do this, don't do that. They don't focus on the relationship aspect of Christianity, of actually having a relationship with God and walking with God and loving Him and loving Him so much that you want to share that love with other people. Yeah, it's it's something that I try to remind myself every day. Like I need to love people. I need to show people. Like I. I do cashiering sometimes, and I remind myself, like, sometimes I might be the only Jesus they see in the day. So I want to try and be the happiest, most cheerful Christian person I can be. Like, I want to be as much like Jesus as I can with this 10-second interaction. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes a difference. It, it's mm-hmm. small, but it makes a difference. Yeah, that's one, one of the things that I'm, I am kind of glad. Uh, because it's an audio podcast, most of you guys uh, don't know on my biceps i have hebrew tat hebrew words tattooed on my biceps and what's kind of cool and just because you kind of say that i'm kind of bouncing off what you said mm-hmm. i always get asked are you hebrew i was like no but you know these you know these are just different names of god this one means this elohim means god this one is el shai means god almighty and, they, and that opens up a dialogue that i can mm-hmm. kind of talk like they've initiated a conversation and it's always it's always kind of cool so i know that's not what we're talking about i just kind of like the piggybacking on Jackie's idea. And, and, but you know that sometimes people, like every time I get cut off by somebody <laughs> who has uh, the local Christian radio station bumper sticker on their car, uh-huh. I'm like, take the bumper sticker off your car. Just You're not it. representing the kingdom of God real well. And then I'll cut somebody off and I'll have a giant nerd of God cast sticker uh-huh. on my That's car. That's why like, I haven't put my like, sticker oh, on yet. One of the, one I'm of the a thing, good driver. But with the, with the, I'm a good driver too, but sometimes I'll be like, we all, we all make dumb with, Bobby. With the Facebook thing, I think, like you said, it is, is the flesh, but I think also... Everybody has an innate conviction within them, especially ones who have been in church before. And it's like, don't and, call me out on And my so stuff. when they feel that conviction, they're like, I don't want people to see it. Only the ones who are okay with mm-hmm. the bad stuff that I'm doing. Because mm-hmm. they obviously, if they were, if they didn't feel convicted about what they were doing, they would they wouldn't have a problem with people seeing it, people from the church seeing it or people that they know would call them out on it. Yeah, and then and then you know there's it. there's a biblical even even tendency that look bad things happen in the darkness. Sin loves the darkness. Mm-hmm. Mold grows in the darkness. Sin grows in the darkness. Don't shine any light on it. Don't let anybody see it. Uh, we're gonna keep this thing down low because because sin loves secret. Sin grows when it's not exposed to light uh, because that's when it gets a root. And it, and the the longer you can keep someone living like an ostrich with this perceived idea that mm-hmm. nobody sees what's happening, um, the the more they can 
they they can let something like that take root into their heart. And and the the problem is this. I had a conversation with a girl the other day. She came in. She used to go to youth group here. She's a senior in high school this year. She kind of she got out uh, uh, about a year or so ago and and stopped coming regularly. And I follow her on social media. So I know the things that she struggles with from a pastoral perspective. I can see well these these are what I would consider to be um not healthy or fruitful to a Christian lifestyle without going into too much detail. So she came into my office. I've known this girl since she was a, a toddler. And uh, and we had an honest talk. And, and I, I began talking with her. I said, I said I, now in our conversation, because I haven't seen you for a while, I feel like really, uh, I feel like right now is the time when I'm about to say, so, you know, when are we going to see you in church again? I said, but let me be honest with you right now. I, I'm going to talk to you about another situation because you can give me some feedback. Again, I've known her forever, and I, and I said I had a conversation with a, about a guy the other day who used to be part of our youth group, and it's it's just like you said, Stephen. He he's one of those ones that's kind of kind of blocked, kind of put it off to the side. I want to go do what I want to do, and I kind of don't want anybody from the old church days to be there breathing down my neck and telling me that you know you're naughty and you're going to hell, which is not what we're all about at all. But that's, that's that was fear. his perception, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I said I said do is that hard to hear? From somebody like to, to say, hey, you haven't been in church lately, you know, I'm, I'm you know, missing you. What's going on? And she goes, yeah. She said, I don't like that because I, I know it's coming. And she said, and I know that I haven't been in church. I don't need you reminding me that I haven't been in church. I know. Mm-hmm. And she said, the minute I come in here to talk to you, I, that's already on my mind. I'm here. And, 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 and you know, again, it was just a good, candid conversation. Um, where, where we we just began talking about that we and, and and I was still trying to be a little guarded. I could tell that she was trying to be a little bit guarded too. And I said, I just want to ask because I don't want to ever have a moment where I'm trying to show you love and trying to show you care, and then I'm watching you look at your watch and go, well, time to go. You know, like that. I, I don't want to push so hard that you you don't even come by anymore because you feel like you're going to get the sales pitch. But I also don't want you to think that I don't care that you're not here because. Church is something that God built that's like super important for us, mm-hmm. and uh, it's designed for our protection. It's designed for our, our, our the ministry to our souls. It's designed for community and relationship, and and you know, and it's it's healthy. So, uh, it, it was just it was an interesting interesting talk. Uh, I think that the hypocrisy or the judgmentalism comes because sometimes we forget that we were saved out of bad stuff too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we forget that like oh yeah we used to be. The ones on the outside, mm-hmm. and whether Christ forgave us from you know much or forgave us from little, um, we are far more Pharisaical, I think, than we would like to admit that we are. You know, we mm-hmm. we we don't always know where our cross is every day, but we always know where our stones are when it's time to mm-hmm. throw it at somebody. Mm-hmm. You, you hypocrites! Know. Yeah, and and I, I shared the story with, with our middle schoolers this morning. Um, uh, you know, we we were talking about the the difference between. The, the law or the Lord, you know, like, like, do you follow the law to get to the Lord mm. or do you love the Lord? And therefore we follow the law. And uh, I said, well, yeah, look, you know, think about the one that was caught in the act of adultery. I said, and mm. don't, you know, if you don't know what that means, ask your parents. <laughs> <laughs> she was caught in the act of adultery. The law says she has to die. You know, they were trying to trick Jesus into giving him a bad answer. Um, and Jesus, you know, you know, as you know, the story said, okay, let he who has no sin uh, cast the first stone. See, I see Jesus as doing the right thing here, you know, and it's it's Jesus, so that's kind of a, a gimme. But he loves somebody, but he doesn't compromise on what's right. He doesn't give her a pass. He doesn't say, it's okay, honey, you do you, boo-boo. Mm-hmm. He still holds her accountable, but he gives her opportunity 
for forgiveness. He protects her, which I think the church needs to be a place of protection. I think the church should be the safest place in the world to fail yeah. because mm-hmm. we should because uh, forgiveness and and restoration should be the default setting mm-hmm. for for our relationship. That is not always the case. We mess up. People enjoy sometimes having that for breakfast and and reminding us of that periodically. Uh, that's a failure, I think, of our the, the church culture. Um, that, that many of us are uh, acclimated to. and uh, but, but Christ would defend us from our accusers, lift us up, clean us off, and have the expectation for us to be better than we were when we went down. And, uh, and that's, that's a tough thing because I think the church, I think sometimes as Christians and as the church, we forget that we have also been forgiven. You know, we get elevated, and we're like the one who uh, was forgiven a large debt, mm-hmm. and then we turn around and we forget to forgive the small debt yeah. uh, to the next guy. Um, I'm sure there's more. I, I I've Christians got, are terrible tippers. Christians <laughs> are terrible tippers. Christians should be good tippers. They yes. should be the best the tippers. Um, you know, you go out with a, with a whole bunch of people on Sunday, and they know when you got a party of twelve, you're and you're all trying church. to sit together. You know, they're coming from church. If you don't, oh crap. Crap in a hat. We went to lunch today, and I forgot to leave a tip. <gasps> I oh. did. I put a little line through my bill when I paid with my credit card because I was going to leave dollars on the table, and I forgot to leave dollars on the table. Dang it, man! When I go there, I I, I tip at the at the register. I normally do too, but I had cash, and I think it's always better for like a server to get cash. It is. It, it is. And I'm like, you know, it gets yeah, to the yeah. server. Crap. I feel so bad. A blonde lady from Kyoto. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make it up to you. I'm sorry. Go there tomorrow. So hand her I'm gonna, I'm so bad. I'm gonna buy you some Kyoto. I did that the other day. I went to. I went to Bahama Breeze and I had a gift card. And um, the the bill was you know whatever it was. It was you know twenty three dollars or whatever. And I had a twenty five dollar gift card. And I left the guy. But I left the guy like a really good tip. But then I left and I realized he used the gift card for my my bill and there wasn't enough money on there for a tip. So I had left and gone, and I turned around and came back, went, went back to Bahama Breeze, and I asked for the manager, and he, I think he thought that I was going to like start complaining. And, yeah, you know, that's I said, look, I paid, I paid for this thing with my, and I, I tried to leave him a tip on the gift card, and he's like, no, no, it's cool, he'll, he'll, you know, it'll, it'll come out of that. And I'm like, no, no, I need you to understand, I didn't, I need, to, and he's like, no, no, it'll be. F-. I'm like, I'm trying to give the man more money, and he finally <laughs> came up and he, he said, yeah, I, I ran it, but it only left, he left an eight dollar tip, but it only gave a two dollar tip. And uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, no, I got it. I gave him some cash. And they're like, 99% of people would have never come back. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I was like, I'm a pastor. Like, not to brag mm-hmm. on myself, but it was like, this yeah. is a moment. It's like, the reason I did it is because I'm a Christian. And, I, you know, please think good things about Christians from now on. Mm-hmm. We're not all weird people, you know. Well, like, so the guy you, holding his hands up like this. <laughs> if, if you come ask back. a lot of servers, they will tell you the worst customers they have to deal with are Christians. Well, mm-hmm. theme park Jessica, people. you used to be a, a server. What yeah, is Jessica. your opinion on that? Like, you were a server pre-Jesus. Yeah, I was. And um, <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> the, the, it's bad. My, my friends that work at theme parks say the worst day to work at a theme park is when they have the Christian music festivals. Mm-hmm. Didn't your yeah. sister wow. say that? When she yep. worked, yeah, my so? sister used to work at Universal. And she said that, um, she, I remember it was before I was saved too, and uh, Rock the Universe was happening. And she's like, off to go pull some Christian teenagers out of bushes. No, what? Why, the worst. Why is that though? Because what I don't worst? know. Because the wow. Because well, a you don't typically have other nights where it's a whole bunch of teenagers there. So you, it's partially all teenagers are stupid little animals. Oh well, yeah. yeah. Okay. Know? Well, teenagers. Forgive, hey, sense. to all the teenagers in our audience, 
<laughs> Sorry, but you are. And, you, and also, it, it we gets still will grow out we of it. You. It's okay. And also, you're you're now that you should be expecting, but you're getting this group of remotely Christians. They're going to come here, and anytime they do anything unchristian, like it immediately it's, it's magnified. amplified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like if, if, I, like if I'm out, if I'm out, if I'm in the back part of my job, and I'm hearing cuss words, it's not that it's okay, but that environment, that's just how it is. But if I'm in our youth room and I'm hearing cuss words, it's going to be amplified because it shouldn't be in that environment. If you grew up in a non-Christian home, and I know some of you guys here did, if you grew yeah. up in a non-Christian home and you ever did anything that you were like, I wasn't supposed to do this, and I did it, or I was supposed to do this, and I didn't, and you've ever had the, well, you're supposed to be a Christian. Christian card pulled on you by your non-Christian parent mm. that nothing ever made me more frustrated than that. And I was like, Oh, you, t- you Oh, you're going to do this. I, you're supposed to be a Christian and you act like this. And I'm like, because the way you want to respond is not Christ-like. Yeah, like, I know. I'm trying. I have been, in a high control yeah. mode. I've been very fortunate to not have that used on me. Like, I know trying. my mom spotted. it. <laughs> one, one thing that really bothers me, and it comes up every now and again. It hasn't come up for a while, but um, it always bothers me when you see the billboards or you see different things or somebody comes out on the, the news and they're like, Jesus is coming back on December 19th. Oh, yeah. hey. I believe the end of the world. Yeah. And I'm like, listen. <laughs> that's that's birthday. the night. Yeah, listen, happy birthday. It all makes sense so, now. Hey, somebody's coming to your party. <laughs> Whoa, somebody's coming. It's going to be a lot Somebody of music. good. For goodness, goodness sake. Oh, no. Yeah, um, yeah dude. Uh, it, whatever the date is or whatever, every time they put a billboard out, what was that? Harold Camping was the dude's name. He's dead now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 88 a, Reasons. Jesus was Jesus coming back, back in 88. 88. And then he didn't come back in 88, so the guy rewrote the book, 89 Reasons. So come oh, back in 89. Because tr- I was born. Listen, that, that, that's, and every time that happens... <laughs> Jesus, look, side note, Jesus is coming back. The Bible prophesied that Jesus was coming. He came. It mm-hmm. says he's coming back. He's coming back. It's a fact. You just set your watch by it, man. It's it's coming. But every time someone says, it's happening now, and it doesn't happen, it makes us look so bad. It makes us look like, so stupid and so uh, so rookie. It's like no one knows the time. <sighs> uh, read your Bibles. One time I, I had a lady and she was trying to do like this calculation thing. Well, well, Israel did this, so it's going to be seven years from this. I think it calculated out to like 19, from Daniel? 1994. I, I, you know, oh I don't gosh. know. And 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 I remember say, trying to point out to her, she was an adult. I was a teenager. Uh, well, no man knows, you know, the mm-hmm. day or the hour. And she yep. goes, but it doesn't mean we can't know the year. <sighs> and I just want to look at her and I'm like, Here's your sign. You know, it's like one of those kind of things. Like, as, oh, as soon as goodness. anyone says, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be this day," I'm like, "Well, it's not gonna be that day. It's not gonna be <laughs> yeah, that day." Not, like if every you got time, any, if you got any sinning to do, that's the day. oxen free. I always have like a vision in the back of my head, which is like, "All right, I'm gonna come back." Crap, they said it again. Okay, you gotta. Not, not <laughs> that's why it's <laughs> taking him so Reset. long, right? Yeah. He's like, "I've been trying to come back since you're 82, <laughs> and no. you guys keep it every single year." Eventually, the you guys are the worst. The world's gonna be so focused on something else, and this is like. Well, now's the time. That's what was it? Isn't that Matthew twenty four when Jesus Surprise. is like, "Hey, everybody's going to be busy just not thinking about yep. it, and that's uh, when it's going to happen." They're yep. just going to be, "Hey, they're going to be burying and giving in marriage. Wow. They're going to be going to their feasts. They're going to be and just living life day know, by day, looking for the Wi Fi code." And suddenly, <laughs> we're back. Yep. Oh, hey, what up, yep. Jesus? Um, I asked my son, Christian, the Nerd of God kid. I said, "Hey, dude, um, what do you think is a thing that that Christians should do better?" That, that people don't like about Christianity that we we should we need to do better. And he said we need to make better movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Better music, That's better true. movies. We're looking at That's you, true. pure flicks. True and true. I uh, I don't really have a story about that. I just thought it was funny that that was his first answer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the the last thing that I have is um, 
the Jesus juking. Uh. <laughs> Listen, speak people's <laughs> language, man. Speak people's language. If you come at people with Christian terminology, if you come at people and you try to over-spiritualize them to make yourself look clever, mm-hmm. don't just put that noise away, dude. Just love people real. Love people where they are. Don't try to... Do you know it, you, you can't dazzle them with your biblical brilliance? So you're gonna baffle them with your theological bull. Uh, don't just put it put it down, man. People people really want to know how much you care more than they care how much you know, and that's that's the fact of the matter. Well, that hope that gives you something to think about. Remember, there's people in your world that are watching, that are listening, and that are waiting for you to give them a reason to believe. So get excited about that. Do something great. Do something unexpected and surprise your world with a unique, wonderful, and uh, intentional act of grace and love. Uh, Anybody else have anything to weigh in on? Fantastic! We've got a very special <laughs> episode coming up next week. Uh, we're going to be bringing in some special guests, and uh, we're super excited about that. You will not want to miss it. And uh, so for uh, for everybody else, thank you so much for making it to the end of this show. We'd love to hear your feedback on uh, how you think Christians can turn around their uh, the, the general opinion that we are the worst. Or do you disagree? Do you think that people have a pretty good opinion of the church in our nation? Let us know. Uh, you can shout at us on Twitter, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Nerd of Godcast. Uh, you can email us, nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. And of course, get all the information, the news, and upcoming events that you can use at our website, nerdofgodcast.com. So that's the end of our run tonight for the Nerd of Godcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us in the studio tonight. EJ. All right, all right. You can check out all his uh, amazing, talented artwork at Official Ness, N E H S. No yes. Eye Has Seen. You have a really awesome new series on the Justice League that everybody needs to uh, to check out. I've already bought a panel. I was going to say, those things are, are hot, man. <laughs> Thank and you. Uh, we really, really like them. So um, I'm going to challenge you now. What I want to see is I want, once, you're, once you kind of get past your the busyness of the, the Justice League orders, I want to see you do uh, some characters from Overwatch. Okay. That's oh, my request. Oh, okay. Diva is my character of choice, so if you can uh, you can kick out a Diva. He's done some be, of those before, so also, I think yeah, I, I like the Junkrat. Okay. So. <laughs> I like so, the Reaper. So uh, again, for EJ, for uh, Nick the Engineer. Goodbye. For the lovely twins, Jackie and Jess. See ya. The big man, Quentin Nev. Good night. And Steve-O Supremo. So long, my friends. My name is Tony T. Until next time, you ain't got to go home. But we can't stay here. Up, up, and away. You're on a seashore, being chased by a killer crab, but you can only ask questions. Go. Is this the Krusty Krab? <laughs> Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? No. This is Patrick. And why is it a killer crab? <laughs> and why am I on a beach? Those are all very good questions. What's the weather like? I don't know. You tell Cold me. Cold and wet. This is your scene. <laughs> that, that's the right answer. That's the real answer here. Why is it raining so hard? Because it's Florida. Am I in Florida? Let's go with it. Are you a crab? Is my father a crab? (laughs) (laughs) Is this like whose line is it anyway where we can only talk in questions? Am I dreaming? Can you pinch me? Is the answer. (laughs) What? Do my hands have pinchable thumbs? 
Would you taste good in rich creamery drawn butter? Where would I get rich creamery drawn butter? I feel like anything from would a, taste from good. From a, a rich creamery. <laughs> Is there a grocery Wait, store you, around here? Like the creamery makes a lot of money or? Publix or no, Winn-Dixie? It's rich cream. What's rich cream? Which is a I only name I only, I only have poor cream. Hello. Band name called it. My name is Rich Cream. Rich Cream. <laughs> rich Cream. That's my rap name. 